Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the lost. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age, feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark Oh, can you hear his call? He's reaching out to you And you must choose, will it be eternal life? Or will you choose to lose your soul as you disappear into the midnight? Father, Father God, we just thank you again and again and again. We praise you for being as merciful as you are because we know that if we were to be those who are running toward that jetway on a plane that's about to take off to glory, that we would want someone to hold that jet door open for us. And we praise you for having that kind of mercy and love for the people that are out there in the world that, you know, even in the midst of you're holding your uh, hand of protection to some degree off of the things that the darkness, uh, the evildoers are doing, uh, to us, uh, I believe, in accordance with what our warning in Daniel 7.25, uh, whereby the Antichrist will wear out the saints. Father, we just praise you for these days that we're in. We thank you for helping to awaken us, uh, many of us, very, very early on. I thank you, Father, for also uh, turning me on to this um, video that I have, uh, video slash audio bite that I have all, going all the ba- way back to 2009. Um, I thank you for revealing that to me that I can play that tonight because it is in it's quite eye opening, quite shocking indeed. Um, and Father, we just we you know we we realize that we're getting exceedingly close to um, uh, you know the, some sort of a massive event. We don't know what that is. Uh, there's you know gaseous fluid of some type leaking out of a 600-mile-long crevasse associated with the Cascadia subduction zone. Uh, You know, we've got the same saber-rattling going on between Israel and Iran and same saber-rattling going on between, um, uh, you know, uh, of course, the United States of Babylon the Great and pretty much every country out there uh, that isn't isn't acting in a subservient fashion to the homosexuality and the LGBT, LMNOP weirdness and satanic worship that we have going on in this country and um and and uh it's it's astonishing and it's very hard to deal with father 
Um, it puts a, a fantastic, I mean, just an unmentionably difficult and challenging burden on each of your, those of us who are striving as best as we can to be your saints and hoping that we'll be chosen, not just called. Uh, and and it, it is hard. It is fantastically hard uh, to endure. Um, any kind of an exposure for an extended period of time to the things that are happening out there that are so dark and so evil, so sinister, so seeding that words just can't capture them. And quite frankly, we don't really want to be exposed to that, those kinds of things anymore. And unfortunately, and fortunately, a paradox indeed, uh, you have opened our eyes uh, way wider, more open than pretty much anyone and anyone that we know, I think, uh, and and uh, and we just want to thank you, Father, for that. We know that there's a reason for it. Um, I don't know if it's because we're at the tip of the sphere, whatever that may be. Um, you know exactly what that all encompasses. I don't know, but I. But I, And I don't even know, Father God, in all honesty, I have no idea how you're going to be using each and every one of us. But I believe with all of my heart, as long as we continue to pray for, pray for one another through your anointing, uh, through your touch, Father God, because of what it is we've been exposed to, because of what it is that we understand, because of the things that we've gone through over the last 15, 20, 30 years, um, uh, and, and with myself in high concentration in the last 12 years, uh, with a lot of other folks uh, in high concentration for very various uh, periods of time, um, we are in a place right now where we're kind of like, uh, you know, Jesus soldiers standing at the ready, waiting for that trumpet, that bugle blast to tell us to go and do whatever it is that, you know, but at the same time, we have our marching orders as well through the right, uh, the you know, the Holy Script, the writings of the Holy Scripture, which is the word, which is our Lord Jesus and, and the only the only one of the offensive weapons that are part of this, the, uh, the, uh, the, our, our spiritual armor. And we, we praise you, Father, for helping us to understand what it is we do understand, and we also ask you for a temperament, temperament to be placed upon our lips, temperament to be placed upon wisdom, to come down from on high, continuously a feed of wisdom uh, in, in, amidst the ever-present presence of the Holy Spirit. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. That we, when we are placed in front of anyone that we can witness to, anyone that we can touch with information that you have given us over the years, that you will place a, an anointing upon us, and that that and that that anointing will fall upon us in such a fashion that um, the choices of our words, the amount of information that we disclose, it will all be controlled through the Holy Spirit, and not through our own personal desires to share information because of that innate loneliness that is associated with being burdened with and blessed with so much data, uh, but at the same time ostracized from the, the uh, traditional communities of our family, our churches, churchianity. We can, we can go there. We can hang out. We can give Jesus hugs to other people, but we have no choice. We have to keep our mouths shut. And we are clearly, Father, you've made it very abundantly clear through the Olivet 
discourse and every warning that Jesus gave us, uh, uh, you know, and especially the things that we see happening emp- empirically across the world, that um, we're in danger. Um, and um, and and but we're also under your divine protection, which is awesome because I I know as a fact for myself, thank you Jesus, uh, that I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for your divine protection, and I certainly w- would would not be employed. There's no way I would not be employed for sure uh, if it wasn't for your divine protection. And I just praise you for it. I thank you for all the supernatural happenings in my life. I, I know that every one of the listeners of the program that has had such supernatural events occur in their lives are amazed by it and embrace it. Uh, and we hold on to it very tightly because every experience that we have that is all you is a, a type of supernatural reassurance. We want to see and we want to feel, we want to experience those reassurances through hearing your voice. We will hear a voice in in our ears behind us saying, this is the way walk in it. Whenever you turn to the left hand or whenever you turn to the right, and we want to walk in that, that harmony with the Godhead uh, and hear your still small voice so that we are tempered and we choose just the right words to say and, and especially avoid those which the Holy Spirit would not want us to disclose. It's not about casting pearls before swine. It's about being here for as long as you need us to be here, Father, to touch other people's lives in whatever, in any way we possibly can through prayer, spiritual warfare, uh, in doing awesome, good, loving, kind things, telling people that it's from Jesus. It's definitely not from us. So it is clearly from our Lord Jesus and helping us to touch and change those lives so they understand that when, you know, things get a lot harder, which we don't have to bring up to them at all because they can probably already sense it. Uh, But when things do get a lot harder, that they can call out on your name, Jesus, and have that divine protection, that promise of salvation that you afforded even uh, even, uh, the the criminal on the cross beside you. Uh, What an incredibly loving and kind thing to do. And we just pray in Jesus' name that we are all found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand right before you. Not in the outer, you know, if we have to go to the outer suburbs, well, so be it. But we would all please, in Jesus' name, please, Father, help us each to make the necessary changes in our walk, draw in closer to you, seek you in all holiness and righteousness, fall in love with you, letting it overflow, becoming full of the Holy Spirit, walking in the fruits of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control, and living it and becoming it, even though we are clearly in a period of time on the earth that would make it as difficult as it could possibly be. And we need all the help that we can get from you, Father. Please look upon our hearts. Help us in this walk. Teach us what we can say and what we can't. And lead us to wherever it is you want us to be so that we can make the greatest impact for you, our Father, and for you, our Lord Jesus, that is even possible. And we just give you all the praise and glory and honor. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, we pray in the throne room. Father God, we want to ascend the holy hills with exceeding joy. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever and ever. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
it looks like we're experiencing technical difficulties. Um, So I'm going to try to fix it. I will disconnect from the program and reconnect. So I'm doing that right now, starting three, two, one. And now, hold on, double checking something here. Disconnecting from the program. I'll dial back in. All right. Praise God. We're going to do a sound check and see if it sounds any better. Um, I got word again that the audio is cutting in and out. seems like every time we try to bring on Robert Vandry as Mitchell, that's what happens. We have some kind of major, massive meltdown technical problem. So I'm looking for, again for a little bit more feedback. If it's bad, it's bad, and I'm shutting down the show. I'll just take the night off. It is what it is. Um, and that's going to make me feel terrible for Robert because I know he so desperately looks forward to coming on the program. Still glitching. Look at that. Um, I'm going to go back over now because that could be a local problem on the person that's giving me the feedback. So I'm going to go over to Brother Jim Boyer who says the audio is perfect. So, Brother Justin, I'm letting you know that you guys are having some problems up there in tiny Ontario. Uh, so you need to, you know, it, your problem is definitely on your end, brother. Um, I am talking to Brother Jim, and he is saying the audio is perfect. All right, praise God. I got Brad Rio, and he is saying the audio is perfect. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Sorry, Justin. I'm sorry you're having a problem up there. Sometimes when you have, uh, uh, you're listening to an Internet feed, uh, say, for example, through a Chrome web, uh, web browser or, say, for example, through any version, you know, Firefox, you take your pick. Um, what you're going to discover is a lot of times that audio that streaming audio feed that comes out of Blog Talk Radio in New York City, um, it, it just it rides the, the hills and valleys associated with that Internet path that goes up to wherever you are listening from, whether it be Indonesia, New Zealand, Australia, Africa, the Philippines, United States, Canada, doesn't matter. If there's something along that pathway, praise God, uh, that is hindering the even flow of of that traffic, okay, then uh, – and it can be anything. 
I mean, it can. I mean, thousands upon thousands of variables associated with uh, internet backbone uh, uh, communication paths, the uh, protocols that are being used, uh, the weather conditions. Um, the, I mean, the, the amount of variables that can be injected into analysis of uh, what's known as uh, quality of service or QoS. It's it's really truly endless, okay. And um, so what what ends up happening is you have to be able to do um, what's called process of elimination troubleshooting, which is why when I you know disconnected from the program and reconnected to the program, then I started looking around to see if I could get feedback from some other folks to employ. The process of elimination troubleshooting method, and thank you, Debbie. Um, again, Debbie, Brad, Jim, all of you, uh, and sorry, uh, Brother Justin. Um, looks like you guys are having uh, bumpy roads up there in tiny Ontario. Praise God. All right. So um, anyway, now he's saying uh, things sound good. So um, he probably uh, threw a broom, a broom handle or something at the uh, local telephone pole and knocked the connection back together again. Praise God. Right, kids? That's probably what he did. All right. All right. All right, kids, we got a lot to cover. We're going to bring on Robert tonight. I know he's real, real excited. He felt super bad. And I'm just going to leave it at super bad, but he felt super bad about the uh, last time we tried to do a program together because of the technological issues that he was having uh, at his homestead. And um, he's also very remote in Wales. And um, there are strange Angora sheep walking through the streets and all kinds of weirdness. Plus, he's on Reptilian Island, which can't do any good at all. Anybody who lives in the United Kingdom is living on Reptilian Island. We all know it. It, It's the home of the 15-minute cities. And, uh, you know, you can can have bad things happen. That's just how it is. I mean, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. All right. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Looks like we're back uh, up operational, which is uh, great. Um, uh, You know, I think at this stage in the end times, biblical end times timeline, we're all – sort of stuck in this weird sort of, you know, Philadelphia experiment uh, stasis. And you might say, well, what are you talking about? Can you make that real for me? And well, to make it real, I guess the way I would describe it is, you know how I've been saying, hey, I, I got, I've been getting a lot of these reports off my finely tuned Twitter feed. Well, when your finely tuned Twitter feed is starting to get incredibly repetitious and the same, you know, and you're seeing the same reports or let's say there's a portfolio of 20 reports, and they're all very dire. They're all very end-timed. They're all very scary, potentially, uh, You know, when, when they become made fully manifest. They're all in progress, for sure. Make no mistake. And if anybody out there believes that they're not in progress, for sure, then I would caution you. I would tell you that first, A, I disagree with you. B, I have indications from all over the world that there is no slowdown in the implementation of the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies, the uh, digital ID, which, by the way, will be in many different flavors, sizes, shapes, colors, uh, you name it, uh, applications, whatever, uh, depending on where you live in the world. So your, your electronic interface that sits on your cellular phone will be different if you're in China will be different if you're in Pakistan, will be different if you are in, uh, you know, Italy. It'll be different if you're in, uh, you know, wherever, you know, Georgia. 
uh, Georgia, U.S. So, um, uh, you know, so we can't really, you know, we know that here in the United States of Babylon, the great they are in July, they're going to do their first pilot. Now, there's a lot of folks out there that are going, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, FedNow is going to be launched in, G- in July. And, you know, I, I sometimes open up. Not very often, but sometimes I open up the emails just to kind of take a peek, a teeny weeny little peek, just to get my finger on the pulse of uh, the hysteria and the hypercycles that are out there. And um, just because I want to be aware of them, not because I want to participate in it. Not I don't want nothing to do with it, quite frankly, nothing to do with it. All right, praise God. Um, uh, and, and But all that being said, I do want to have my finger on the pulse of it. I want to know what everybody else is flipping out about so I can keep my sanity and stay sober, like the Bible says, the word is Nepho in the Greek, and it's found in 1 Thessalonians 5, Titus 2.2, 2, 1 Peter 1.13, and 1 Peter uh, 5.8, which it's usually um, translated into the word sober, but it really means like sober-minded even keel, um, uh, not freaking out. You know, oh my gosh, the sky is falling, and three days from now will be the rapture, and oh my goodness gracious, and if I don't have pink hair by then, I won't make it. All the other crazy stuff, you know, it's just just after you go through this stuff for 12 years, you know. And so I've noticed when um, there for a while I was starting to, I don't know what you want to call it, develop maybe a dependency on my finely tuned Twitter feed, even though I have some outstanding help getting uh, end times, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, news articles and such. But then I noticed something new and interesting. And that was that I really wasn't seeing anything really substantial. Oh, yeah, sure. Another train derailment, more uh, toxic waste and stuff being dumped all over some local community. Um, Yes, of course, another massive fire, which we all know is arson, targeting our food supply, killing gazillions of cows, you know, making a hamburger cost, you know. Thirty dollars, which, by the way, is all in the Bible. So behold, a black horse. You know, when it says about you know a you know a denarius that that uh, ephod of wheat is going to cost a, a denarius. I'm paraphrasing. Um, it's really it's it's like a loaf of bread for a day's wage. Really is what we're talking about. Uh, and and I'm and again I'm I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to nickel and dime it. I know. Hey, if you, there's a lot of great Bible teachers out there. They're missing tons of stuff, and they're gonna they're gonna accidentally tell you something that isn't going to be correct. I can tell you that for sure. However, if you want them to do a verse by verse deep dive into the weeds, Greek, you know, Englishman concordance lexicon analysis of every single word, you know, what I've discovered myself while I have participated in such things uh, for certain very specific exploratory um, word studies in the Bible I have found them to be far less productive than divorcing oneself from the minutia and looking at the 50,000 foot or 50,000 mile viewpoint of what's going on in the world. What are, what are, you know, what are the empirical events that are happening across the world? How do they map to the Holy Bible? What, you know, what, what are the scientists saying about, you know, we have like these 12, let's just say, let's pretend it's 12 major events that have been prophesied and confirmed usually by not just two or three different, you know, 
godly people, but oftentimes by unbelievers, oftentimes by scientific data, oftentimes by white papers on the Internet, oftentimes by empirical things that are happening across the world, uh, you know, oftentimes by things like egg prices going through the roof, oftentimes, you know, it, it, it's, it's endless. And when you have that many diverse, that means from different sources, for different reasons, for different purposes, with no collusion, no, nobody sharing notes, when you have that many diverse sources of information, it can help you to prioritize your list of things that you're watching for and, um, and, and build a rationale around why you're prioritizing that list. Always, always praise you, Jesus, at the ready, okay, to adjust that list. Okay, um, I've done an awful lot of research on these sorts of things for many, many years with an untold number of guests, more than 5,000 radio shows for what it's worth. And I can tell you that if you if you lean on any thing with great certainty, God is going to embarrass you. Okay, because I'm the king of embarrassment, aren't I, kids? You know, you know better than anybody. All right. I've had to eat more of this. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm about ready to go over. You know, if it wasn't for this cockamamie, wacky diet that I'm on, uh, I've, I've got to, like, stay. I've got to live in, like, Adkins Phase 1 all the time because I gain weight. Oh, man, do I gain weight fast. Since I crossed over, like, 58, you know, that whole thing, people say, oh, I'm on a seafood diet. You know, I just seafood and I eat it. If I did that, I would be easily 450 pounds right now, and I would be in absolute, utter agony. All right, it's not that I'm not still in pain. Uh, I am, uh, but at least it's contained to some degree. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, yes, I'll, I'm happy to eat crow. I'm happy to make fun of myself. I'm uh, self-deprecating. I don't, you know, anybody who thinks that I'm puffed up about any of this stuff, you got another thing coming because I'm here to tell you I'm not. What I will tell you is when I, why I feel strongly or passionately about what I believe is something noteworthy. Okay, this whole thing about the alien connection, I was just looking at um, some of the uh, uh, old prophecies that I had floating around in, in the show notes, and I stumbled across one from uh, Mina, Mina Lee Gribben. Uh, and uh, she, you know, for you know, again, I, oh goodness gracious, it's going to take me forever at this rate. This mouse, I got to readjust the scroll action on this mouse because my goodness, is it slow? And if I go too fast, it'll go like whoosh, and it'll be at the very beginning of the document. I'll have to start all over again. But I did notice uh, here. Let me just go a little faster. Come on, man. Come on, man. Work with me here. Work with me here. Come on. All right, almost there, almost there. I just feel in my heart I'm almost there. You watch, the show will be over, and I'll still be scrolling. The show notes have become so large that the Smithsonian is calling me to find out how did I fit that much material in a single Word document without the whole. Maybe that's why my, my machine is, like, constantly blue, blue screening. Okay, but anyway, like I had found, here, let me go ahead and select this and scroll in because otherwise I'll lose my place, and, oh, my gosh, I'll have to go through that again. But anyway, so mainly Mina, Mina Gribben um, was praying for I will just you know I'm not going to get into all the details because that will take up 50% of the show and I got too much else to do. However, I will zoom in on the part where so I'll set you up. Essentially, she was seeking the Lord about the rapture. She wanted a vision. She wanted to be more immersed. 
in what the rapture was going to feel like, what it was going to, you know, the surrounding circumstances, you know, what you might see prior to it, all that kind of stuff. And she was praying fervently and seeking God on this, uh, as she says, and, um, you know, in in her own way. And um, this is inside of that uh, rendition, that, that, I'm sorry, not rendition, what would you call it? Well, anyway, this is her testimony. It says, the aftermath following the rapture. Now, please remember that we've done special shows regarding the David Doetry vision about the big copper spherical shaped death starship that's going to appear in the sky. Now he estimates three weeks later will be the barley harvest rapture. Now he thinks of it as just the rapture. That's fine. Okay. I'm not going to take a guess that has been given a gift from the Lord and derail what they were shown by talking about the barley harvest, the wheat harvest, the grape harvest, all that kind of stuff. It's just too complicated for people to get on the fly. So ad hoc discussions on that subject are just, you can't do it. You you can't. I can do a radio show on the subject. I can show the scriptures. I can read the article that I wrote in 2011 about it called Multiphase Rescue Mission. I can give the testimony that's behind it and all of that. I can mention the books that have been written about it since then, uh, the people that have been shown by the Lord that it is an accurate understanding, all that kind of stuff. That is, But all that stuff didn't start happening until the last several years. So it's really been in the last three to four years that we have received so many confirmations on the barley harvest, wheat harvest, and grape harvest concept, okay? But it's not something you can bring on a guest and right in the middle of their testimony say, hey, that's the barley harvest, because it will completely derail them, and we didn't want to do that with David. So we did it, and we brought him on the show two times, and it was a powerful, mighty blessing. And um, and then, of course, you've got that combined with Sori Park, Pastor Sori Park. No, I forgot to mention, we also had Augusto Perez on the radio show. I don't know when, and I'm not even going to try to figure it out. Twelve years is a long time. But I will tell you that Augusto, Pastor Augusto Perez was on the program, and we talked a little bit about this David Doetry vision, and he said, oh, my, he flipped out. He was like, wow, uh, because uh, the Lord had given him a really vivid vision of the same spherical copper-colored Death Star mothership in the sky. Okay, and he had said uh, the one thing that he had added to our portfolio of data was that he had seen alien beings of many, many different kinds and species in different spaceships flying around it. Okay, which would make it, of course, for television purposes, uh, 10 gazillion times more interesting. Uh, and potentially for those who are afraid of such things, ten, you know, that, that just as many times more fearsome. All right, praise God. Now, I find it absolutely mind-numbing, thank you, Jesus, uh, that Sister Mina Lee Gribben writes, the aftermath following the rapture. She says, I was allowed to see a glimpse, glimpse of the aftermath of the rapture here on Earth. I saw an unknown highway here in the United States. There were wrecked vehicles piled up everywhere and some were on fire. I was given the understanding that the mass accidents uh, were not so much uh, uh, because too many people had disappeared, but 
because a person in this car or that truck or even a public bus had been taken, so it caused a, quote, chain reaction of events. She says, the strange thing that was revealed to me while seeing this was not that no one had died. No one was allowed to die that day, as if placed as a testament to what had taken place. Okay, so again, I think what she's trying to say here is that God didn't allow anybody to die as a result of the rapture because he didn't want um, people to blame the rapture event on the death of many people because it would be ungodlike. All right, and anyway, praise Jesus. But then she goes on to say, and this is where it gets really interesting, because if you reflect back to David Doetry, you reflect back to Augusta Perez's confirmation, you reflect back to Pastor Sori Park. Pastor Sori Park was taken uh, to, to meet with Jesus in heaven. This was years, this was decades and decades and decades ago, okay? This was way before David Doetry, okay? And, and he asked Jesus, you know, what's the rapture going to be like on earth, Jesus? And Jesus said, well, NASA is going to come on TV and tell the entire world that the aliens took all the people. Okay? Now, when I saw that, of course, naturally, I just about fell off the back of my chair because it was yet another confirmation from a completely different individual on the other side of the world that had met with Jesus and was talking about the rapture. And you would think that they are unconnected events, but when you start to say, wait, you're like going, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, they're not unconnected events. And then you start connecting all the dots, and you're like, wow. you know. And it, it just becomes so overwhelming that how could you turn your back on it? I can't. Okay, now, could God call an audible? Yes, he could. Could our Heavenly Father change his mind and relent? Yes, he could. Could our Heavenly Father take this entire end times, World Economic Forum, CBDC, FedNow, 15-minute uh, city, uh, killing off all of the livestock, 18,000 cows being murdered, all these arsons that are taking place, the, all this evilness coming from Soros and Fauci and, and the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate and Gates and all these entities and these people out there, oh, they're precious, precious people. I love them. Thank you, Jesus. It's, I, I just said the Lord has placed it upon my heart to stop talking no more comments at all on twitter there are christians on there and i'm i'm just not going to do any course correction uh and it's okay you know uh, i i noticed the one in particular is definitely a believer that 100 percent of everybody who names jesus as their lord and savior is going up in the rapture and i'm not getting involved in that conversation this person also believes, this is a Seven Mountains belief, by the way, that um, there's going to be the flipping of a coin, if you will, uh, a flipping of circumstances, and, and Fauci and Gates and Klaus Schwab and the whole group of them, uh, you know, the House of Windsor, the, they're all going to get arrested. The Pope, the, the Black Pope, uh, you, know, which, you know, all that. They're all going to get arrested. I guess they're going to put them in Guantanamo. And you might think, you know, come on, Johnny, you know, you're going too far with the jesting and joking. No, I'm not. I've been doing this for 12 years, and I am telling you, I promise you from the very bottom of my heart, anybody who's been awake and aware to the level that we're at right now on this program, which is pretty rare, okay, is, uh, is very, very familiar. I mean, intimately familiar with these dynamics. I mean, there was this guy by the name, he was very popular for a while. His name was Benjamin Fulford. Okay, and uh, for those of us who have been doing this for 10, 11, 
12 years, etc. Benjamin Fulford was uh, kind of like the king of the hill of all things New Age, okay? So all the New Agers out there, we used to, back in those days, have several people helping out with the ministry, and they would go to Godlike Productions, and we would, you know, get involved in various conversation threads, you know, different people doing different things, different places, that kind of stuff. And, um, and we ended up bringing on, we were blessed by Jesus by doing that, because not only did we find people that had amazing supernatural experiences that were worthy of giving testimony, but we um, we were able to bring them on the program and also plant an awful lot of seeds and links uh, to the radio show to help people out, and a lot of people found their way from Godlike Productions and various conversation threads over there over to the radio show. That's, a, that's what you might refer to as the good old days, when we used to think the rapture was going to be every other Thursday. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, so Mina Lee Gribben goes on to say, and I quote, now, remember, hopefully you've gotten the other pieces of the puzzle sit together, right? All right, then Mina Lee Gribben, Gribben comes, comes along, and she says, and she goes on to expand upon what she saw in this mighty vision from God. And she says, and I quote, I then saw scientists and governments come together to try to explain the phenomenon that had taken place, e.g., uh, or i.e., comma, the, uh, the disappearance of a large number of people. Okay, period. And then she says, and I quote, they came up with the conclusion that it was an alien invasion. Announcements were broadcasted across television, cell phones, the Internet. Uh, no one knew uh, the answer to the long-awaited question of whether or not we were alone. I was made aware that there was previously another type of pledge slash uh, pandemic that rolled out after COVID. The pressure uh, to get vaccinated and tracked had spread worldwide. Leaders used uh, what had transpired as a bridge to introduce new biometric systems and uh, that would count and track the people. I heard the leaders say that it was important during the pandemic, blah, 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 and it goes on, and biometric ID and yada, yada, yada. She's kind of basically leading into what we know today in the United States of Babylon, the greatest fed now. Uh, it's a digital ID. It will be, like I said, it'll be different. Uh, now, the European Union might come up with one single app, okay, and, you know, who knows? But anyway, it's going to be, all that is is a temporary interface to usher in the cashless society, get everybody used to the new money system. And I also have a hypothesis, okay? I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm going to share it. And that hypothesis is that the global financial collapse, which is on, you know, any moment now, any moment now, uh, which will be essentially the petrodollar going completely down and under. And then, of course, you know, so it's a little bit difficult to weave together a, a storyline that has everything in perfect order. However, I would submit in very close conjunction with one another, there'll be a uh, real estate market derivat derivatives collapse, which is at two quadrillion dollars. It, it makes the 2008 derivatives market look like a couple of kids playing with some old pennies in their backyard. I mean, there's nothing, nothing, the world has never seen anything like the current United States real estate derivatives market. It is absolutely, it's a, words can't describe it. Words honestly can't describe it. It's that big. It's that huge.
All right. And so you've got that. You've got the banking system and the and you've got people reptilian overlords and fallen seraphim and goodness gracious knows how many different types of creepy crawly creepy things that we have um integrated deeply within the halls of the lawmakers across you know the federal court systems uh, spread across all the states the compromise and the depth of the cancer, the stage five, not stage four, stage five cancer that the United States of Babylon the Great is currently experiencing, and all the other countries that are part of the West, you know, the Canada, the EU, uh, New Zealand, Australia, and the United States, and un- unfortunately anybody else who gets sucker punched and sucked up into that whirlwind of hell on Earth. Okay, but anyway, um, that group will collectively um, – we're, we're, we're the 25%. So when you look at the force seal, behold, a pale horse, and it says, you know, a quarter of the earth will be impaled. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing again, okay? Just work with me here to save time. But will basically be affected by death, okay, 25% of the world. Well, guess what? When you look at the definition of whatever the West is, okay, which is where the Antichrist, e.g. Obama, Barry Satoro, is going to rise up once the abomination of desolation is found standing in the holy place. That is not a third Solomon temple that is built over the top of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Anybody who still believes that, okay, go ahead. I'm not going to pick on you. We're not going to get into a debate. We're not going to have dissension or division. I will say I love you in Jesus Christ. Christ, and I mean it with all of my heart, and we will wave to each other, and just like Sister Terry said, we'll have a Paul and Barnabas moment. Uh, as a matter of fact, I won't even have a Paul and Barnabas moment. Uh, you know, a sharp, a, a sharp disagreement? No, I won't. I won't even have that. I'll just smile and give them a big old Jesus hug and say, God bless you, brother. You know, if somebody wants to believe whatever it is they want to believe, that is completely fine with me. The reason why our Heavenly Father has given me a broadcast as opposed to a forum. We used to have, Tribulation Now used to have a forum. It had thousands and thousands of people on it. And I was forewarned by somebody, I don't remember who, and they said, you don't know what you're getting yourself in for. And they gave me lots of examples of why I shouldn't do it. Of course, being the meathead that I am, I had to go and discover the pain myself. Um, So anyway, we did it. We had a lot of moderators, and and Satan entered in because Satan rides on the coat on the coattails. There are more um, demon possessed Christians on the earth than probably any other group of any demographic on this planet. Um, and all you have to do is listen to the testimonies of Bob Larson, who travels around the world. Look, I'm not saying anybody's perfect. I'm not saying anybody's perfect. It ain't like that. I'm just saying that if you study under any one of dozens and dozens and dozens of people that have dedicated their lives to spiritual warfare, uh, deliverance ministries, and things like that, one of the things that you'll discover rather rapidly is that Christians are the prime target. Larson used to walk um, I went to one of his seminars I met him in person it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean that he gave me a Vulcan mind grip and transferred you know I do have some of his books and all that it's fine it was a very interesting conference I did enjoy myself Uh, I met a lot of really great Christians that was awesome Um, uh, and and, but anyway um, he would explain when he travels abroad uh, outside of the United States, Babylon, he'll go into these churches because he teaches, um, you know, he'll go to like Bangladesh and teach them how to cast out spirits. 
you know, demon. He'll go to like, uh, you know, whatever, you know, uh, name it, name the country, name the city. That's he, 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 that's the kind of stuff he does on a regular basis. Well, anyway, he, one of the things that he does, it's a, it's a, he said it's standard operating procedure for him. He'll go into the church, you know, he'll do his little hi, I'm Bob Larson, this, that, and the other thing. Welcome. Thank you. God bless you, everybody, this, that. And then, then he'll start the service. He'll start the training, and people are there to be trained on how to cast out demons. So what he'll do is he walks in between the pews. He just walks in between the pews holding his Bible, walks in between, goes down one pew, goes down the other pews. He's like, he's edging his way through because, you know, your knees are real close up to where the hymnal is and where the, the, the Bibles are. Okay, so it's not easy to walk up and down, but he, that's what he would do. And sooner, or actually not, not sooner or later, but mostly sooner, he wouldn't have to go very far before somebody in the pews would literally, their heads would snap back and their eyes would roll back in their heads and they'd be like, and he's like, I got one. And then they would get, you know, the elders would come down and they would get the person and bring them up onto the stage. And then he would show them, not just tell them, but he would show them how he would do deliverance for that individual which I got to see a little bit of when I went to the seminar. All right, praise God, which, which is very interesting. All right, well, anyway, praise Jesus. I did want to share with you this Mina Lee Gribben uh, thing that I just stumbled across just tonight uh, because it is yet another. Now, you might say, but wait a minute, Johnny. Wait a minute. It doesn't talk about a giant spaceship. It doesn't talk about this. No, neither did Sori Parks. See, what you do is you got to take all the little pieces of the puzzle that God gives you because God never shows anybody every little thing. He never does. Never. It's the glory of God that concealeth the matter. It's the glory of kings to search out a matter, Proverbs 25, 2. We've got to understand that concept. We've got to embrace it with all of our heart. And when we understand that and we, we realize that God has given us essentially a, a big, gigantic 3,000-piece puzzle and a little card table and thrown, it, thrown all the pieces, breaking them all, broken them all apart, shook the box up real good so they're all mixed up, and then he just threw them in the middle of the table, and he's like going, okay. Go get them. And then we're all going to hope, I would think we would like to hope, that we are, are going to be blessed like those spoken of in Malachi three, sixteen, which is awesome. Okay, so I highly recommend, uh, I'm looking here to see, nope, just like always, yeah, I know what happened. I blue screened, my system blew up right before I started the show, and I didn't have a time to bring up my all my many uh, Bible programs. But that's okay, because I've got a ton of stuff I want to share tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad that the audio issue is resolved and everything is cool even all all the way up into ontario and um uh and anyway on that note i did want to share with you the mean lee gribbon thing i did want to let you know uh praise god that i am noticing a pattern on my finely tuned twitter feed that is indicating for whatever reason i do not understand i do not understand people think i you know oh you're such a know-it-all you know something about everything johnny what you know you don't know no, there's thousands of subjects and thousands of questions people ask me, and I tell them, I don't know. I have no idea. It's outside of my wheelhouse. I have no clue. I won't even venture a guess. Um, and I do that all the time. But when I come on the program, I'm focused on things that I feel that I understand pretty good. 
All right, praise God. And it's fascinating, too, because then you got that 10-year-old little boy that died in the hospital, and his testimony is uh, all over the Internet. And his, uh, his mom, uh, you know, put it up and, and gave the story, you know, told her rendition of the story of how he had died and gone to heaven. Uh, Jesus had shown him and taken him down so he could actually witness World War III taking place and that there was a massive alien invasion in the middle of World War III, which, by the way, it lines up beautifully with Ezekiel 38 verse, what is it, 14 or something like that, where it says, you know, behold, a great earthquake that shakes Israel, and then it kind of, you know, goes out further into the ISS space station view, and then, it, then it's affecting the entire world, and it shakes the entire world, and then you realize that's the same great earthquake as Revelation 6 verse 12, and everything just lines up beautifully, because then you're facing up to the fig tree shaken by, you know, uh, the stars falling from the sky like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind, which is in the middle of the day of the Lord. We know the day of the Lord is mapped over to Isaiah 13, which is talking about an alien invasion that God sends for retribution upon the earth, where they chop, you know, where they ravage your wives and chop children into pieces, okay, which, ref- which is reflective and, and, and mirrors over to Joel 2, okay, so, you know, and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Don't even get me going on, on 2nd Esther 15, verse 28, which talks about the dragons of Arabia, so there you got the fallen seraphim, reptilian beings again, coming by the gazillions upon the earth. We already know what we're dealing with, at least to some degree here on the earth. Don't even get me going on the mask thing. There's a perfect example of something I don't understand. For those of you out there that have seen the multiple videos of the rubber masks, they are pervasive, meaning they're all over the place. All over the place. And I don't know what that's all about, except that they've run out of blood. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's my wild guess. That's my swag. I'm guessing that they don't have enough blood to maintain their shape. And if that is a true statement, they're going to need rubber masks. That's my hypothesis. But I preface it by saying I do not know. And I'm sure there's a gazillion people out there that think they do. And that's fine. I don't care. Okay, um, uh, what I care about, see, a lot of people will share things with me. God bless them, and I love them. I do. I love them so much. I just want to give them furry white kitten and huggy bunny hugs and holy kisses and just get, you know, until their heads pop off, you know, and just, just love on them. Okay, it's fine. If, you, if I had met myself the way I am now, when I, the way I was in 2010, the way I was in 2011, I would have been like, man, bro, you need a lot of work, um, which, which is very true. And I'm not saying that I don't need that same a lot of work now. I do need a lot of work. I think we all need a lot of work. I don't think that any of us are going to complete our sanctification process to the fullness of the Godhead while we're here on the earth. That's ridiculous. All right, but we surely have every reason to harbor that hope that we would be chosen and not just called that we are the tip of the you know the tip of the sphere uh, that there's gazillions of other people across the earth that are also a part of the tip of the sphere uh, there's 195 major countries 243 with when you count the island nations and that's a lot of there's a lot of potential for you know the bride of Jesus Christ to be rising up from all of those countries praise God that's exciting um, you know and so again I'm not going to get myself in a I don't want I will. I, I beg people. I plead with them. Please, please, please don't do this. Please don't do that because I know where the riptides are. 
You know why? Because I swam them all. <laughs> okay? No one knows where the riptides are located and how you're going to get sucker punched into a rabbit hole from the bowels of Sheol faster than me because I have gone down every riptide, every rabbit hole, every single thing that could possibly happen to somebody has probably happened to me. And if there's more for me to endure, then all I can say is, Jesus, help me, because I'm not sure I can take much more. All right, now, all that being said, glory be to God, I'm hoping that we're really close to the end. I mean, I'll be, and and I don't want to say, I'll be perfectly frank with you. That implies that I'm not perfectly frank all the time, which is wrong. What I really should say is, I will disclose more, or I will give you far more details about this particular subject than I was intending to originally. That would be a more accurate way, although verbose. Um, uh, it would be an accurate way of explaining what, where I'm heading you know, in, in my dialogue. All right, and that's to try my very, very best to help as many people as I possibly can understand as much as they are willing to receive. Jesus would say all the time, if you can receive it. Hold on, hold on a second. I've got to look away from the mic. Okay, praise God. Um, yeah, I've got to get a fan going. It's hot as, oh, I know what happened. Oh, fiddle, faddle, fiddle, faddle. All right, so anyway, I did want to share all that with you. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, wow. Okay, I'm just not going to. I'm just going to have to let it be really sweaty hot uh, in the uh, in the in this room here because um, I just can't fiddle faddle with my phone to turn down the um, the ecosystem. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So on that note, Hallelujah! I wanted to go ahead and jump forward. My goodness, is it hot? <laughs> Uh, to jump forward into, and let me let me hold on a second. Let me scroll this down because I I really got broadsided. Okay, here we go. Uh, and I want I, oh man, some of the stuff I'm going to share with you tonight is like, hey, wow. Okay, which at least for me it was. If it isn't for you, I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't want to bore anybody. And you know, there's like, oh, I mean, can anybody think of anybody on the earth that doesn't have a podcast? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a podcast. I used to say that five years ago. Can you imagine what it's like right now? It's absolutely it. It's limitless. The numbers are absolutely limitless. Uh, and but anyway, so in closing, before I jump into the heart of the news section of the radio show, and we bring on Brother Robert, um, I I definitely wanted to convey that because I think this is very significant, very significant that the um my t- twitter feed which was giving me mind bending stuff every day to the point that I was almost addicted to it I didn't want to let it go let it go because there was too much stuff coming out too many too many factories getting burned to the ground too many chicken farms being burned to the ground too much weird stuff going with gates you know too much information about them putting vaccine vaccine uh, you know and uh, and all this weird bioweapon graphene oxide and and and, and Gila monster creatures this uh, what do they call that thing the Hydra and all the other weird things that they're finding still even to this day inside these vaccines talk about some Sick, twisted, evil. And now they're talking about putting it in our vegetables. They're talking about putting it in. Now, please remember what I'm saying. They're talking about putting it in our food. I've talked about this before. I talked about it on the last show. And I probably talked about about it on the prior show. 
okay? And I've located a couple of holistic ranches where you can order meat. I'll see if I can tell you one of them right now, just in case you're interested. Hold on. Oh, fiddle-faddle. Just fiddle-faddle. All right, let me try this one. Maybe this one will work. Hmm? It's my Internet time. Wait a minute. Something's happening. Nope, that isn't it. I'll be dag-nabbed. I'll be dag-nabbed. Wait a minute. I think I found the link. Hold on. Oh, cool. Okay. It is. So I was looking into holistic farms, farms that grow all their livestock the old-fashioned way, you know, like the Amish farmers and stuff that they're attacking up in Pennsylvania and bird in hand and stuff um, that I just talked about. Um, The one that I like the most is one that's called White Oak Pastures. White Oak Pastures. Okay. And, And in fact... The link to their website is, no surprise, I guess, right, whiteoakpastures.com. Now, what I like about this is the other ones that do this, and there are many, they like to sell their food in packages. Okay, so for 250 bucks, you're going to get X amount of this kind of steak, X amount of this kind of roast, X amount of this, you know, and then they throw it into a big box, ship it to your house, and that's what you get for your 249 Okay. You with me? All right. I think you are. All right. Now, what's different about whiteoakpastures.com, <clears throat> you can pick it out a la, a la carte. You can pick out, oh, wow, look at that bad boy two-pound chuck roast. Boy, that thing looks mm, 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 mm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's this over here? Grass-fed packer brisket. Wow. Eight pounds for 82 bucks and 99 cents or whatever the case. But anyway, the point is you can pick out each item a la carte, fill up your cart to the amount of money that you want to spend. If you spend over 250 bucks, and by the way, they got chickens, pigs, lamb, uh, ducks, geese, you know, everything. You can probably, you know, just about anything you can possibly think of. They got it. All right. And so I, I'm totally digging this. So the next time, and they have a big pledge. They're like, we officially pledge that none of these creepy, weird Satanists and, and you know, transes and, you know, woke people and creepy and all that, nobody is coming on our ranch that does any of that weirdness. So they have this big old gigantic pledge that, you know, you don't have to worry about a thing. You don't have to worry about a thing, okay, because they have nothing to do with it for now anyway. So anyway, praise God on that. So I did want to share that with you. Um, The next time I, you know, I'm pretty sure the food that I have in my freezer at this time is untainted, um, which I believe is a good thing and praise the Lord Um, uh, because I, you know, bought it a while ago. Um, and they're still in the process of refining how they do. Now they have, you know, I'm not going to get into all the details because my goodness, that's a whole show. I mean, really dividing when they started to inject this, when they started to inject that. Oh, holy man, my, well, forget it. That, that's a seven hour, eight hour straight show and, and requires a lot more re- research that I have. And quite a, at the end of the day, I don't care. <laughs> People will send me things and they're like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Can you believe this is happening? Can you believe that is happening? And, and I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, I can. Um, I only have like, you know, 
eight terabytes of that stuff from going back to 20, 2009, you know, you know, but it isn't that it's not exciting. It is, it is, it's very exciting, but I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be full disclosure and give away my inner heart. My inner heart isn't that all this other stuff isn't interesting. My inner heart is let's do what we need to do to serve Jesus and please our Father and just go home before things get worse. Okay? Now, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't have red buttons in everybody's house out there that's listening to the program where you can send me a, you know, press a little button and it, and it does like an instant poll and tells us how many people feel the same way. But I'm pretty sure from doing this as many years that I have, that we all kind of pretty much feel the same way. As a matter of fact, I, I doubt that there's hardly anybody, if anybody, out there that listens to this program and has been listening to it for any length of time whatsoever who has not been doing wonderful works for the Lord over the last several years. Because we, you know, we used to spend 30, 40 minutes just talking about different ideas of, you know, going to visit old folks home, playing guitar, singing songs for people, you know, uh, calling up the, uh, the uh, what do they call it, the activities director of, of old folks homes. They love that. They love to have people come in from the outside and read the Bible to them. They will gather around. But don't you dare tell them about TBDCs and scare the heck out of them and cause a whole bunch of people to drop dead that night. Okay, but anyway, um, you know, but this is all, you know, going to another thing that's been kind of a fad-ish dynamic, which I think is an absolute awesome, incredible Jesus blessing, is to, you know, take yourself a handful of cash. You know, it's unfortunately today, nowadays, it's going to have to be a big handful, but um, find people, you know, in grocery stores that are standing in line that can't afford their food. There's so many of them. What a wonderful way. Just when you go over, don't embarrass them, you know. That's one of the things that I, I used to do that pretty much, pretty frequently. I can't even talk. Pretty frequently. And um, I, I would be very on the down low, you know. I would go over and I'd kind of lean in and say, Jesus told me to give you this. And then I would hand them like, you know, 200 bucks or whatever, you know, and they would just burst into tears and, you know, go take their card and turn it around and go back out and buy more stuff for their kids because they didn't have enough. They couldn't feed their kids. Um, there was another time when I was uh, at some Exxon Mobil or something. I don't remember all the details, but there was this young lady. She was, uh, I don't know, probably 25 or 26, and she was rifling through a change purse trying to get enough money to put like a gallon of gas in her car, and she was dressed in scrubs. So that told me she worked for some sort of a medical facility of some type, and she's digging through her change. You know, I think she probably came up with a buck fifty or something like that. And when you're dealing with, you know, three dollar or gallon gas, it's you know it's, all that's gonna do is allow your car to put down the road to block some more traffic. So I just you know, I said, Hey, excuse me, excuse me, God bless you, thank you, excuse me, excuse me and I walked, I kinda you know, this is back before people would beat the heck out of you because they were afraid of catching the pandemic. But anyway, I went up to the front and I was like, Here, I got this for you and I stuck my credit card in and I just paid for I said, uh, you know, you're taken care of and um she she was in tears. When I went out to my car, which was right nearby her car, uh, by the pumps she was blown. I mean, she could hardly talk. That's how hard she was crying. All right. So um, those, these are the, oh, I, oh, what was it? Oh yeah. There was another time when I was at, 
it might have been the same place. I think it was. And there was this guy that, for whatever reason, he just could not, for the life of him, figure out how to use the little you know, machine that we all use to either swipe our card, put our card in it so it can read the chip. You know, they constantly change those things. Well, there was a line of about, you know, I don't know, probably a half a dozen people, uh, you know, all kind of tapping their feet and going, man, how long is this going to take? Looking at their watches, that kind of thing. And there's this poor guy. He's up there. And, boy, he's he tries his card this way. He flips it around 180, tries it that way. Then he looks in his wallet. Then he's he's all confused. The guy behind the counter doesn't even know and probably can't even speak English very well to even explain it to him. And it's just a total, I mean, a train wreck. And um, I, 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 again, I said, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. I, I said, I said, sir, can I help you out? And he looked at me with the most confused look on his face. And I said, here, listen, I got this. And I stuck my credit card in. It, it went cha-ching. And, he, and I said, all this is yours. And I gave him his bags and everything. And he was like, thank you, thank you very much. And there was this guy in the line. I'm not joking you. There was this guy in the line. Okay, there was a, like about a half a dozen people in line at this point. Okay, going all the way back to the cool, you know, the coolers and um and 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 there's this one guy in the line and i remember uh because he was so uh, dramatic he was dramatic and he goes he goes dude i don't believe i just saw you do that wow you're gonna start a revolution that's amazing what an amazing cool awesome thing to do for somebody and I'm like, I said, well, praise Jesus, brother. God bless you. And I high-fived them and walk out the door because you always want to give, you know, credit to our Lord Jesus. Because you know how you know Jesus did it, not you? Try to, try to remember what you used to be like. If you can remember what you used to be like, then guess what you know for sure? That was Jesus. Amen. Amen. It is no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Father. So, yeah, so I haven't been seeing. Oh, wow. We're 10 after 8 already. All right. That's all right. I got the show scheduled till 10. Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Attention, sir. Attention, sir. We are going all the way to 10 p.m. New York time. Please do use your computer at this time to look that up. Find out when it is your time in Wales, and you will know how long we're going to be running the show for. But I want to play some audio for the listeners and move rapidly into the news. Uh, real fast before we do that, kids, what's brown, hairy, and wears sunglasses? A coconut on vacation. A coconut's probably hanging out at Disney World going, what happened to all the LGBT, LMNOP people that DeSantis scared away? <laughs> right, kids? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. That's a war. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, two pickles fell out of the jar onto the floor. What did one say to the other? Deal with it. You know, like, deal with it. <laughs> right? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right, kids. What did the Dalmatians say after lunch? He said, that hit the spot. <laughs> right, kids? That hit the spot. It's a Dalmatian. Come on, look at me. All right. 
Praise God. And on that note, let's go ahead and mow into the news and then bring on Brother Robert. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Praise God. Now, to close out the thought about my finely tuned Twitter feed not being as interesting as it used to be, why? Well, because I think my brain, as as, uh, handicapped as it is, (laughs) which I'm not joking, Um, maybe a little bit. But anyway, um, I'm very tuned in on the rapture. I'm tuned in on the David Doetry event. I'm tuned in on all that. I'm tuned in on, you know, like when the Pentagon says, hey, uh, our UFO chief has come out and made, a, 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 you know, an official statement that there may be a large mothership out in our solar system. You know, that's when I t- I'm, t- I'm tuned in. I'm very, you know, like I, I will not name names, but we have brought people on trying to choose the words properly, folks. I don't want to dork it up. We have brought very, 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 very well-known people on this program who I dearly love. I've learned fantastic amounts of things from one of them in particular who who will remain nameless. He had come on the show more than once to talk about some very important subjects that I completely agree with him on. And... One of them was that Obama is the Antichrist. Well, since the political dynamics have changed and Trump has come along and Biden's in the presidency and all that kind of stuff, to the best of my understanding, although I could be wrong, but to the best of my understanding, this particular individual is no longer thinking that anymore. I, on the other hand, will never change my mind. And you might say, but Johnny, you shouldn't say that. Well, I, the one thing that, that tides me over is the fact, and I'm going to leave it at this, and I'm going to close it out, and then we're going to hit the news real fast. But when I was – and for those of you who have listened to this program for a really long time, have, you've already heard this testimony. I'm going to give the short version. In 72, my mother said – she sat me down. It was a year after I received baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was 10 years old. At 39, Runyon Road, Hummelstown, PA, she sat me down in a tiny little uh, 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 breakfast nook, and she sat across from me, and she said, Johnny, the Lord gave me a vision of the Antichrist. He is a mulatto man, half black, half white. He is alive today. He is almost your age. Okay? And um, – and, I saw him, and that was that. So she told me that she saw a mulatto man, and Obama, I can tell you, is exact, you know, almost exactly six months older than I am. 
And it wasn't until Jonathan Kleck started to prophesy that Obama was the Antichrist until the little bell went ding, 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 ding in my head. And I was like, I had this epiphany. I was like, oh, my gosh. And everything started to come back to my memory. The only other thing that my mother told me that was prophetic in any nature, even mildly prophetic, was the dream that she had about me. She told me, Johnny, I had a dream about you. It was all about you. I do not understand it. And I gave it to Gerald Durstein. And I asked him to take it along with him and read it and pray and seek the Lord and then come back and give me an answer because I have no idea. Well, anyway, so he came back with the answer. She's telling me to, telling this to me. This is all when I was 10 years old. And she said to me, you're going to be a well-known end times preacher and you're going to be unmarried. That's what the dream was about. All I can say is ding, 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 ding. All right. And that's that. Okay. So she hit the jackpot on that one, even though I tried to fight the system and got my honey cheeks kicked into the next century uh, by my own folly. Uh, but, um, you know, that's how God teaches us stuff. You know, the Lord's way of letting me know that I need to shut up and be happy <laughs> was to give me what I wanted and then let me almost get killed. So anyway, uh, but you know what? That's all right. You know, um, I praise God because uh, I'm through it all. Um I don't have anything really bad happening to me except that my job is really, really hard, way harder than I would have wanted. And, you know, but I know the supernaturalness associated with how I ended up where I am, and um, I praise God for it, and I'm just trusting him, okay? And that's just how it is. And I believe that everything's going to be okay. Uh, there's this old saying, I do highly recommend that every single person out there, remember that Jesus tells us not to worry. Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. The day has enough troubles on its own, okay? Don't be looking for stuff to worry about, he's telling us. Well, guess what? I break that rule constantly. I have a little saying for myself. It goes like this. My life is full of catastrophes that never happened. Amen? Praise God. All right, so anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and uh, go into the news. And the first one I'm going to play for you, this is amazing, I just found today. Now, Robert, hang in there for me because this is going to bleed over a little bit, but we're going to have plenty of time to talk. All right, now... I'm going to play this because I want you to hear all of it. Now, look at your clock. It is 9 minutes and 50 seconds. No, it's almost 10 minutes in length. So it's going to take us to almost the bottom of the hour. Robert, if you're listening, which I think you are, listen carefully. This is a video, video audio clip, a media clip of Alex Jones from two. 2009, okay? This is an audio bite, a AV clip of Alex Jones talking about something, but what he believes is coming upon the earth. It was assembled and put together by him in the year 2009. Remember what I said about the, the food. Remember what I said about all that stuff. Please, I pray in Jesus' name that your memory is working real good tonight because you're about to hear something that was recorded in 2009, starting now. Prisons across the nation have forced inmates to participate in grisly experiments, ranging from pesticide studies to having tablets of dioxin sewn into their backs. Gradually, by selective breeding, the congenital differences between... 
I have to stop that for a second. Did you hear that? Tablets of dioxin. Isn't that the poison that leaked out of the Norfolk Southern train explosion in um, East Palestine that they're all freaking out about? Did you just hear that? Okay. We'll go on. Rulers and ruled will increase until they become almost different species. A revolt of the plebs with grisly experiments, ranging from pesticide studies to having tablets of dioxin sewn into their backs. Gradually, by selective breeding, the congenital differences between rulers and ruled will increase until they become almost different species. A revolt of the plebs would become as unthinkable as an organized insurrection of sheep against the practice of eating mutton. Bertrand Russell. H.G. Wells, Aldous Huxley, Bertrand Russell, and hundreds of other eugenicists constantly bragged about how the establishment believed themselves to be a separate, more advanced species than the common man. Top eugenicists were bold enough to admit that their real goal was not improving the heredity of the commoner, but to further dumb them down so that they could be more manageable. Nobel Prize winner Russell wrote at length about how vaccinations filled with mercury and other brain-damaging compounds would induce partial chemical lobotomies and develop a servile zombie population. Diet, injections, and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. And any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. Bertrand Russell. Over a hundred years ago, Eugenicist social planners said that they'd use mind-altering drugs to control the population. By 2007, more than 20% of the U.S. population were on some type of prescription antidepressant. But in the case of foster children, a sector where the state has total control, at least two-thirds are forced to take a cocktail made up of, on average, seven psychotropic drugs. Chairman of the Texas Society of Psychiatric Physicians, Joe Burkett, testified before the State House Select Committee hearing on psychotropic drugs in foster care and shocked the public when he said that two-thirds of foster children in Texas had been placed on psychiatric drugs because they were very, very sick from a bad gene pool. A lot of these kids come from bad gene pools. They don't have stable parents making good decisions. Besides the gene pools, they've then been traumatized by abuse, neglect, and problems, and then they've been traumatized by separation, and all those things predisposed to mental illness. The Western world is now implementing eugenics pre-crime policies. Fetuses are now being pre-screened according to family histories of crime. From Portland, Oregon to London, England, Child Protective Services are enrolling newborn children into criminal databases at birth and forcing them to attend probation hearings at age two. The overlords of scientific dictatorship are ruthlessly prosecuting a war on our most defenseless. In December of 1974, the U.S. government made third world population reduction a central national security issue. The operation plan titled National Security Study Memorandum 200 was simply a regurgitation of the British Commission on Population created by King George VI of England in 1944 which openly stated that populous third world nations posed a threat to the international elite's monopoly of global power. The Kissinger-authored U.S. plan targeted 13 key countries where massive population reduction was called for. 
Kissinger recommended that IMF and World Bank loans be given on condition that nations initiate aggressive population control programs, such as sterilization. Kissinger also recommended that food be used as a weapon and that instigating wars was also a helpful tool in reducing population. In 1972, the Nixon White House also implemented a eugenics policy which was directed by George Herbert Walker Bush, then United States Ambassador to the United Nations. Bush advised China on the formulation of their one-child policy and directed the federal government to forcibly sterilize more than 40% of Native American women on reservations. The Bilderberg-dominated Club of Rome advocated environmentalism as the best front to implement population reduction. would accept serfdom if it was packaged as saving the earth. Industrialization of Africa, Asia, and Latin America could be blocked. Citizens would more willingly give up their national sovereignty if it were sold as a way to help the planet. The think tank also concocted the peak oil fraud as a way to create artificial scarcity. And the Club of Rome has been aggressively pushing a global carbon tax as a way to fund a their planetary government. global carbon tax. In the draft copy of the United Nations Global Biodiversity Assessment, it states very clearly that we must reduce the human population from what's current level of about 6 billion people down to about 1 billion people. In the 1970s, South Africa developed base-specific bioweapons to target blacks and Asians and then subsequently sold the technology to Israel in the mid-1980s. In September of 2000, the Project for a New American Century published a document in which Dick Cheney described race-specific bioweapons as politically useful tools. And somebody mentioned, well, why would they want to reduce the human population when that means less money for them? Most people have no idea. They're not after money. They have all the money they need. They're after power. That's their aphrodisiac. The overlords of the New World Order are now aggressively pushing for a worldwide one-child policy. The Chinese one-child policy was phased in gradually. In the 60s when it began, you only had to pay a tax penalty. Only later did they imprison you if you had more than one child. Now the exact same proposals to penalize couples who have more than one child are being made in the United States, England, and Europe. In the push to reduce global warming, children, according to some, are the new culprits. A think tank in the UK says too many kids are what's making the planet worse, saying large families, anything over two children, really, should be frowned upon as an environmental no-no, uh, akin to not reusing your plastic bags, driving one of those big gas-guzzling cars, uh, taking long trips overseas. The UK, in fact, has negative growth. I think Canada does, too that still families in our rich countries shouldn't have more than two kids. In 1998, Ted Turner pledged to give more than $1 billion to the United Nations to be spent in the implementation of population reduction policies planet-wide. Uh, 
All right. So anyway, um, rather than go through the last handful of minutes of that video, that's from 2009. And I found out from Brother Justin up in Ontario that that is an excerpt from the movie Endgame. Okay. It's one of the untold number of DVDs that uh, InfoWars has put out over the years. I own them all. I've watched them all multiple times. Um, but I also have hundreds and hundreds of other DVDs and documentaries from other sources as well. Praise God. But, um, you know, <laughs> Justin, Justin was asking me, she, I sure would like to see, uh, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, brother, I love you a lot and everything, but I am not going to because the, there's no room to store them. Uh, you know, you, if you listen to George Carlin's bit about stuff and how we have to buy bigger houses so we, we can house more stuff because we got to have more stuff. I mean, my DVDs and documentaries are three levels thick going back on shelves. It would take me no less than probably an entire weekend to to put them all out in, in such a fashion that I could even film what I have. Not to mention the ones that aren't in jewel cases and are just in stacks, paper, you know, paper holder stacks, because there's, you know, you can, you know. And those are, that's a collection of over, over uh, 200 DVDs of data and evidence that proves that 9-11 was way, way worse, you know. I don't even want to say an inside job because that's selling it short. All right, praise God. But you heard all of that. I think I hope and I pray in the name of Jesus that you heard the key attrib- the key components. They're going to use they're going to u- use food against us. I don't know if they got to that part yet. They're going to they're going to use our food against us. They're going to starve us out. That's that's in this clip from Endgame. Um, it, the amount of things that are mentioned in that end game snip audio bite that I just played that are actually happening today. It's well, I don't know what to call you. I, you know, alarming. Is that significant enough? Is the word alarming a good enough word? The answer is no. The word alarming doesn't do it any justice at all. Is it horrific? It is. Is it supremely horrific? It is. Are we experiencing it today? We are. So anyway, this gives us all, and what's fascinating is the information that he was putting out in that. Now I'm going to have to pull out my Endgame DVD and watch that this weekend just to catch up again. Um, But I, boy, let me tell you. But anyway, uh, praise God, I did want to share that with you because the information, it's not just that the information is out there. It's that it's not only has it been out there for, so the Endgame DVD was made obviously back in 2009, okay? Now, think about this. It's talking about information from dozens of decades earlier, okay? Or, you know, uh, a range that goes back that far. Are you with me now? Are you figuring out where I'm heading with this? Which, by the way, so again, when I look at my Twitter feed, when I look at the data that's out there, I think we have the bulk of it. That's why I'm not seeing anything new and horrific. Now, is everybody beating beating the drum to death? Yes. Are they all befuddled and bewildered why nobody's been arrested? Yes. Are there people out there that think the rapture is going to happen to everybody who believes that Jesus is God or whatever? 
any second now? Yes. Are there people out there that believe that, you know, all these bad actors are going to be arrested and thrown in Guantanamo? Yes. Benjamin Fulford believed that. He told everybody that the Pope was going to be arrested, the Clintons were going to be arrested, that, you know, uh, all these different people were going to be arrested. He kept, kept telling everybody, kept telling everybody, telling everybody. It would fly across the Internet. People would be chattering about it on godlike productions like crazy, like Jesus had already come. And the whole world would be like, they're going to arrest the Pope. They're going to arrest this person. They're going to arrest the Clintons. They're going to arrest these people. They're going to arrest, 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 arrest. Nobody ever. It's just like Glenn Beck says. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. All right. Praise God. All right. The next uh, thing I want to read here is a uh, from the Epic Times. Uh, the title, or if you will, the headline is the Department of Homeland Security using 12 overlapping programs to monitor Americans, according to Senator Rand Ball. I promised myself I would read the whole thing, so I'm going to do it. Senator Rand Paul, Republican representative from Kentucky, pointed to at least 12 programs used by the Department of Homeland Security to track what Americans say online as evidence the agency has departed from its original mission. Paul's comments came during a hearing at the Senate uh, by the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, which heard testimony from the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas okay, on April 18th on his department's budget request. The senator asserted that DHS has been using the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, to perpetrate abusive practices tracking Americans' online movement, saying even the American Civil Liberties Union concluded that it was time to reconsider the movement of the Department of Homeland Security. In other words, get rid of them. And I think they should – I'm not going to say it. All right. God, Father, please, please, Lord Jesus, vengeance is yours. We're ready. We're ready. Let's just leave it at that. Paul also pointed out that during the pandemic, DHS should have been monitoring, investigating the presence of biological research labs in the United States that could have potentially led to the release of other dangerous viruses, considering the fact that the several United States intelligence agencies have concluded that COVID-19 originated in a bio lab. Instead of focusing on real threats like this, DHS was internally strategizing on how it can expand social media censorship of Americans using third-party nonprofits as a clearinghouse for information to avoid the appearance of government propaganda, Paul said. A report published last month by, by the Brennan Center for Justice found at least 12 overlapping DHS programs for tracking what Americans are saying online. Paul went on in his address to Mayorkas. He said, I, I, it, found, uh, it found that the department's programs have veered from the original counterterrorism mission into tracking social and political movements uh, and monitoring First Amendment protected activity of American citizens. This is a severe abuse of power you know but glenn's right nothing happens nobody goes to jail nobody pays for a thing anymore all right praise god and then of course i have a commentary here that i'm not going to play that uh, talks about uh china having hypersonic missiles that can that are aircraft carrier killers and the answer is yes. Yes, they do. As a matter of fact, pretty much everybody has them except us. Um, I'm pretty sure that North Korea has them, and they got them from probably China. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to speculate. All I know is that they all have them. The only ones who don't have them are us. And all I can say is Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. Reptilian Overlords. Obama is the Antichrist. He is married to a man named Michael. 
And that stuff is getting shoved down our throats to upset us. He is, try- he is successfully establishing the Revelation 13 beast government while we're all looking up at stuff going, are you kidding me? Shiny things. We are batting our kitten hands, our kitten paws in the air at the dangling string while they are continuing to roll out the 15-minute cities, the CBDC infrastructures, the digital IDs. Uh, they're taking the swabs from all of the you know, fake PCR baloney tests, and they're stealing the DNA uh, so that they're able to turn on and off people's switches through the graphene oxide labyrinthine um, web of human beings that are all just essentially endpoint nodes on a gigantic 5G network. We already have all the pieces of the puzzle, and they're big, and they're obvious, and we know exactly where it ends. And I said on the last show, and I recommend it again and again, if you haven't listened to it, find Ken Peters' Tribulation on YouTube. And I might even play it and comment on it, too. All right, but it's loaded with stuff, and you're going to recognize it. You're going to recognize the different phases. You're going to recognize where he saw the United Nations on the soil, all this kind of stuff. Actually, I think it would be really wise for all of us to take another listen, and I'll tell you why. Because it might help us to pin down a little bit more accurately the order that some of these events happen in. Because even though that Sarah Manet's, uh vision was one of the most comprehensive of all, uh, one of the problems is she did admit that stuff was happening so fast that she couldn't, she was losing track of time. Okay, so um, again, Ken Peters' uh, vision might actually help us stitch some of those missing chunks of time back together a little bit more clearly. Praise God. All right, so I I did want to share that with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, praise Jesus. Now let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, headline. Okay, and this is an audio bite, but it's only a a couple of minutes. I'm going to play it real quick, okay? This This is Senator Paul, again, speaking about the situation that we have here on planet Earth. One viewpoint. All right, here we go. What should terrify every American is that the full extent of DHS's abuse of power against its own citizens are still largely unknown. The public is only recently learning the degree to which the Department's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, was employed to surveil and censor American citizens' social media for what it concluded to be misinformation and disinformation. What was the result? Statements about COVID-19 that are now supported by evidence were flagged as disinformation. Statements, including my own, that were once labeled by our government as disinformation, such as uh, opinions on the efficacy of masks, naturally acquired immunity, and the origins of COVID-19, are now supported by the majority of people and by the evidence, but were labeled by the government as misinformation. The government worked with social media, in fact, to censor these opinions. This is something that shouldn't happen in a free country, and it's contrary to the spirit and the law of the First Amendment. In 2021, DHS even put out a video encouraging children to report their own family members to Facebook for disinformation if they challenged the U.S. government narratives on COVID-19. Does that not sound like something out of 1984? Does that not something sound like something out of Stalin's Russia that our government's trying to get our kids to report their parents? I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine? 
your agency's putting out a video to tell kids to report their parents if they say something like, well, maybe children don't need to be vaccinated. I still say that because it's the truth. The risks for the vaccine are greater than the disease for COVID for children. It's different for the elderly and those who are targeted of the disease, but that's an opinion based in fact, based on peer review papers. But that's not that government shouldn't get involved with trying to censor and restrict my ability to say these things. In reality, the most significant source of disinformation during the pandemic with the most influence and greatest impact on people's lives was the U.S. government. The greatest purveyor of disinformation has been the U.S. government. All right. All right. I've got other clips that are are supportive of that, but I'll keep moving and then we'll bring on Robert. All right. Next one up. Porter says he filmed hundreds of military aged Chinese men heading into the United States in migrant groups. Okay, and this is uh, hit Fox News. It's hitting several other uh, news agencies. They actually have live footage uh, from the St. Vincent migrant camp in Panama. And uh, they're they're just filming um, all these migrants. By the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, walking by, and it's like, I don't know, like eight out of every ten are military-aged Chinese men. Look out for Red Dawn, folks. I think it's coming a lot sooner than we thought. All right, next one up. DC Inquirer reports insane eerie blue spiral appears in northern lights over Alaska. Um, so there's been an awful lot of reports of you know, Associated Press is like alien invasion. No, the science and this that and the Alaskan skies and you know blah 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 time lapse and vapor trail from SpaceX rocket and whatever. So again, I I don't believe any of the dis this disinformation campaigns that come out when there are spirals. I do have from a um weather camera uh a footage from about 10 years ago. Um they actually have these wildlife uh cameras that are mounted all over really remote parts of the world uh in deep deep forest up nearby the arctic all that kind of stuff in alaska and, and these are very very well maintained well anyway i have footage of a, a essentially a ufo uh, it, it's an it's an alien spacecraft. Okay, I don't even like calling it a UFO. It was it's an it's an otherworldly being, possibly fallen angelic being, spacecraft, and it comes swirling down from the sky, circles, it almost kind of like does a loop, and then it heads straight back up into the atmosphere, and at the point that it like go, enters into a wormhole. That's when the spiral begins, and the spiral gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then once the craft is completely, you know, deep into the wormhole, by that time, the sonic boom hits the camera, and it's like, and when I saw that, I was like, so that's where those spirals are coming from. Anyway, I never... um, Never lost that video. Too important. Praise God. All right. Another headline. Thank you, Jesus. Christians facing jail for reading the Bible, preaching near drag queen story time. So you better watch your P's and Q's. Now, look. Hey, listen. If you feel led to do this, you believe that this is what the Lord Jesus wants you to do, go and do it. Be, be obedient. But do be prepared to go in and do some jail time. Amen. Praise God. And there are scriptures to support that there will be 
bunches of us that do, in fact, go to jail. All right, thank you, Jesus. Now, whether that happens before the barley harvest or how this all goes down and in what order these things happen, we don't know. I don't know, and you don't know. None of us know. Okay, so just remember, time-related information from prophecies, dreams, and visions needs to be placed on the shelf. You can do your best to try to, try to weave it together, but you might as well go ahead and use dissolving thread because our Father is in control. Okay, so we got to really watch and pray. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Iran will destroy Tel Aviv, Haifa, at slightest Israeli action, according to Rossi. Foreign Minister Cohen is visiting Azerbaijan in a Shia Muslim uh, country bordering Iran. And they go in and they explain they were having conversations. And if Israel so much as wiggles their pinky finger at them, they're going to destroy it. Uh, they specifically call out Tel Aviv and Haifa. Now, given the high-grade quality of weaponry that they've been given the Russian Federation Army for their use in the Ukraine, um, well, I'd take this threat pretty seriously. Anyway, all that being said, we are getting very, very close. Praise God. Next one up. The dangerous chemical Bill Gates is coating with your organic produce. So we heard about it in the Endgame snippet uh, from Alex Jones, 10 years, 11, wait a minute, 2009. That'd be, yeah, that'd be rock solid 12 years ago. All right, well, guess what? Watch out, folks, because what you are going to discover, uh, this is a warning uh, coming in from a source, I'll just say, um, that people are seeing more and more logos that say the word appeal, A-P-E-E-L, capital A-P-E-E-L, appeal. And it has like a green circle um, and two little leaves on, almost like it's trying to, you know, make it look like a little orange or something like that. But it's green. It's a green logo. And it says appeal. Evidently, that is a sign that that so-called organic produce is poisoned by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Okay, it's not about protecting the freshness. It's about killing you. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And we should all be praying fervently over all of our food and drink right now because we don't know how deep the cancer is. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Kiss your autonomy goodbye. One World Digital Currency receives endorsement from to replace the, the fiat uh, money. And it goes in. This is natural news. This is the uh, Mike, again, uh, doing a rendition. He, he has, I, I like how he links. Now, if you dig down in his links a lot of times, you'll discover that sometimes his headline is a little bit more alarming than the reality of what's embedded in the article, which is fine. Um, he's trying to capture people's attentions, but he is pointing out that um, CBDC, He's letting them know that Unicoin has been created. They're calling it a, a universal monetary unit. Now, I've been told this by other people, and I'm going to just tell you what I think about that. And you might say, but John, you haven't done your homework. You haven't looked and seen the pictures. You haven't seen this. You haven't seen that, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Look, let's just use a little bit of common sense for a second, shall we? I don't care if there's some kind of funky-looking coin that they – you know, looks like somebody got from a, you know, a, a hobby shop in Disney World or something. Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever. I don't care about that. I'm going to tell you why. Because in this case, for me, I'm satisfied with common sense. We know, what do we know? We, we know what the Bible says, don't we? Right? So let's back into it, shall we? 
The Bible says, ultimately, that there's going to be a mark of the beast, that people on the earth will be caused, C-A-U-S-E-D, caused to take the mark. They will neither be able to buy nor sell without the mark, which means that without the mark, they can't do what? Buy or sell. But wait, but wait, you say. What if they have one of these unicorns in their pocket? Here you go, folks. All right. Think about it. Why would you go to all the trouble of putting together a global government that doesn't, it's a cashless society that requires you to use the mark or else you can't buy and sell, you're going to starve to death. Why would these entities from the bowels of Sheol go to all that trouble and then say, only kidding, we're going to do all the CBDCs and all the digital ID and all that other stuff, but we're also going to give you a new coin called a unicorn. No, they're not. Simple as that. If something appears out there, if they play some games, try to confuse people, hang out some shiny objects, cause the little kitties to, to bat at the string in the air, fine. But that is contrary to the Bible, and it is contrary to the master plan. Or as Alex Jones put it in 2009, the end game. The end game. All right, Pacific TU-95 MS bombers conduct air patrols uh, during the Pacific fleet check, okay? And these are nuclear-capable, extremely long-range bombers that Russia happens to have an awful lot of. Now, they got a bunch of high-tech ones, too, uh, that move higher. They, they fly higher, and they move much faster. Uh, but they got a boatload of the TU-95s. And let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> When those things come flying over the top of Canada, all I can tell you is if, you're, if, if my sister Vera and my brother J Justin are not calling me on the phone, so if you don't have my phone number here in the United States, you better get my phone because when them things go flying overhead, you're going to be the first. You're going to be first warning system, you folks up in Ontario, okay? Because you're going to hear those bad boys, even if it's a cloudy day. You're going to be like, "What is that rumble?" You're going to be like, uh-oh, those could be the TU-95s that Johnny was talking about. I better give him a call. And then I'll have to, like, I don't know, stop uh, sitting around moping because my daughter told me she wanted to postpone our uh, get-together again. <laughs> Whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. CTs, cost of UK United Kingdom food staples. Oats soar by up to, get this, United Kingdom, 80%. 80%. Wow. Um, the Telegraph reports cash will become less usable as High Street goes contactless, says the Bank of Eden, England. Now that lines up with the Bible, so I'm grabbing it. All right, next one. Prague has tens of thousands of people in the streets protesting. Where else are they doing it? They're doing it in France. Where else are they doing it? They're doing it all over the world. i got to go back and look at the uh, civil unrest uh, uh, graphic that I have. Um, uh, oh gosh. They find, uh, they find a church out in California, the Calvary Chapel, $1.2 million for holding services during the pand pandemic. Again, uh, the uh, warning from the Pentagon, uh, you know, it says uh, alien motherships. Pentagon official floats a theory for the unexplained sightings that are happening and the Mount Huron thing and blah, blah, blah. And, this, that, and we've covered that before. South Korea fires warning shots uh, at North Korean patrol boat that breached the boundary. So it's starting to heat up over North and South Korea. So keep your eyes on that. We already know what's going to happen there. We've talked about it a gazillion times. All right. The economic collapse is 
reporting. This is Michael Schneider. We love him. He's come on the show many times. He's an awesome guy. He says the Fed, Bank of America, and hordes of corporate CEOs are all warning that a recession will happen this year. Let me explain. It is not a recession. It is a depression. The difference between a recession and a depression is the length of time that it occurs. We're not pulling out of this tailspin, folks. Okay? That's what my Bible says, and I'm sticking to it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Hallelujah. Here we go. Praise God. Brother Robert, are you there? Hello, uh, Brother John. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Can you? I'm okay. Uh, by the way, good show uh, so far. And yes, a lot is happening out there. By the way, for your listeners, if they still want to listen to uh, the end game of uh, Alex Jones, they still can find it as a full uh, documentary on YouTube. So if your listeners want oh, so, to listen uh, to it, so, uh, they... Okay, so now hear this. Now hear this. Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell would, would like the listening audience to know that if you go to YouTube.com and you type in the words end game, that that whole documentary for free yeah. is available on YouTube. So praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing that with us, Brother Robert. That's awesome. Yeah, praise so if God. They, if, they yeah. In, if, if they put in end game 2009, Alex Jones. You can still, and they put in the in the word full person or things like that, then they can find it. So they're still up there. Praise Jesus. Thank that's God. How, that, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you for that, Father, because we want as many people, even those who are having a very hard time dealing with 80% inflation and the, the coming Great Depression, uh, we, we want everybody yeah, to be able to clip, go back to listen to those things. Hallelujah. Good. The clip that you showed, all the things that you mentioned, it's all happening for the last couple of years, if not longer. So he even, but, he even mentions that they were planning on going after our food, which they're doing yeah. right now. That's amazing. They do. They do. And, that is astonishing. Yes. And also, um, it was, I think, Bill Gates who said, or others, yeah, but the unvaccinated, he said we will. He said we will get them through another way, by putting those vaccines or whatever they are in into the food supply, as in the milk. He mentioned the milk as an example, in order to reach to the the people that didn't take the vaccination, like myself. Although me as a Robert, I drink my coffee black anyway. So, uh, but other than that, my I know that my altars are Lauren. Esme, they drink their coffee with milk. But, uh, yes, they will go after the food. And they are they really want to bring the population back to under 1 billion, as it also was written in their uh, Bible, uh, the uh, Georgia Guidestone, under this BS about with Mother Nature and all that. This whole Mother Nature thing is such a farce. And again, Alex talked about it in the clip that you also mentioned 
about uh, did, this ideology did you of hear, modern hatred. Yeah. Did, did you hear the part, folks? Um, and I know you got this down, Pat, Robert. I know you know it like the back of your hand. But he also said that they were going to use um, the um, weather. You know, in, in other words, yeah. uh, carbon taxes, carbon stuff. I mean, my gosh, go back 12 years and he knew about that? Oh, my. Wow. That's sobering. That's real sobering. I know. Yes. And we all, all the things he talked about then, <clears throat> we all see it now happening before our own eyes, <clears throat> uh, one one uh, by one. And, <clears throat> yes, if. If that doesn't make people uh, wake people up, if they see that documentary and they see to our current uh, world, then I don't know what will wake people up, if you ask me. But uh, unless they probably hear it on Joe Rogan, as, the, as a lot of people seem to say now, uh, because he is the it, whatever that means. But... Uh, Although I think Alex Jones was also a few times guest, I think, of Joe Rogan. But nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. but at so the end in- of the day, the Bi- I'm a Bible guy, brother. I'm a Bible guy. Yeah. And the Bible says, I know. my Bible, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says I got that there are going so. to be an untold number of individuals on the earth that will not repent. They will not accept Jesus as Lord. They will not acknowledge him at all. That's what yes. my Bible says. Okay. And I, know I what believe you mean, man. what I'm saying. You can, Cause you know, I don't think you could make 50 bazillion Joe Rogan's and it. And if a person's made up their mind, look, my next door neighbor, I live in a Christian housing development. Five five doors down from my house is a senior pastor of one of the most Holy Spirit-filled churches in the Tampa Bay area. Okay? All around me are Christians. There's a couple of exceptions. If they're Christians, they're marginal at best, which most people are marginal anyway. But, just so you know, the house right next to mine had, they have this it's a trifold. It was something that was made from Home Depot. It's like an A-frame. And they can put signs in their front yard with this big wooden A-frame. And then they can fold it up, stick it in their garage, and then when the next big event comes along, they pull it out, they stretch it out like an A-frame, and then they put a big sign for the whole neighborhood to see. And I was blessed to see them tell the whole world how much they love Joe Biden. And I got to spend several long weeks driving past the sign saying, God bless Dr. Fauci. God bless Dr. Fauci. your clip shows will will pay the price. The only price that they will pay 
that is when they die and they go up and then they will be thrown in hell. But so long they are all on earth, I don't see any of them ending up in jail. Uh, let's say a normal person, when he probably jaywalked, will ending up earlier in jail than each one of them. And But they will not escape the eternal uh, prison, what is called hell, so... So yeah, that uh, I'm looking forward to see them uh, there. Not not myself, but when I see them being kicked to that place, each one of them, b- together with their uh, with their Lord uh, Satan. So yeah, but it is so in- insane the times that we live in, and it's more insane how the U.S. government is trying to do anything to create World War Three while their army or the, the military hardly can do anything. For one, America seems to be like Britain out of bullets. So how, if you want to if you want to wage a war, how are you planning to do that if you have no bullets and all those type of things? It will ten years to get things back in order. You know what that's a great normal, question, but it has an answer. It, it it's a fantabulous question, but it does have an answer. And I've told this to Russians on Telegram, and they were mind it was they were astonished, stupefied, and indeed stupefied. That's the strongest word I can come up with. That's how stu- they were yes. utterly stupefied when I told them the answer. I told them the truth. There is absolutely no intention that the United States of Babylon the Great is going to fight any war. The Antichrist and his homosexual minions from the bowels of Sheol are destroying, crippling the United States and the Europe and NATO, all that. It's all being destroyed on purpose. Because when it is completely destroyed and there are no missiles, there are no bullets, there are no tanks, there are only a bunch of transvestites in the military. They can't get their numbers up. They can't bring anybody in. That's all they got. The whole country is absolutely a big, fat, blood-drinking, Satan-worshipping pile of feces, and, and they all know it, and they're outspoken about it. Putin has come forward. I even have a, 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 a audio bite a web thing on, on my internet about it, on my website about Putin and him telling people that he's never, I mean, folks, it's, thank you, Alex Jones, for your 2009 title, Endgame. And I personally will add two more words to that Endgame. Not only is it Endgame, it is Game over. Yes. Uh, so Even far, we if are... Donald Trump, I'm gonna, I'm giving the mic back to you. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna take some sleeping pills. You know, some my, some of my Valerian root, and you can talk for the rest of the show as far as I'm concerned. But I'm gonna end with this one thought. It is game over. If Donald Trump miraculously got brought 
with Gabriel on one side and Michael the Archangel on the other side under his arms, lifted him up, beamed him inside to the Oval Office, took Biden away and stuck him in Guantanamo Bay. There is no way what has been done can be reversed. Oh, no. my Bible says in Matthew 19:26 that with God all things are powerful. But wait a minute. God allowed these things to happen. Yes. That is what yeah. people and seem that to forget. May be, that may be the most important part of this entire equation is that our Heavenly Father allowed these things to happen. Which means yeah. it's game over. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take it away. I know. Away, Robert. But you are you are right, and God has allowed this to happen for for that long, and and Christians still, yeah, I, it's unbelievable for me when I see with Christians, in particular in the U.S., how they still seem to think that Trump is their savior, uh, that he can save America after what happens, and certainly in the last couple of years. There's nothing to save uh, unless a miracle happens. But God allowed all of this to happen for his end game and for his glory when he comes back and he kicks Satan back in hell. And so far, we are lucky. The patience that uh, Putin had with with the West, because what was it what I heard about a couple of weeks ago? Apparently now Finland has also joined NATO, what means that now Russia is almost surrounded on every side on the the western part and the southern part. And the only thing is that they have no countries to join but is east from Russia because otherwise uh, NATO would try to get to them as well to join. And we we are lucky, the patients that uh, that Putin has shown to the world, no matter how the Western media try to uh, demonize him. And also, and, and for me, another thing, if I look to the whole Ukraine war, the timing of it is also another thing, because when you take, the Ukraine is run by neo-Nazis. Uh, the the Azov group was already in existence from around, or even before 1920. So it was even way before the Nazis in Germany came up, and the timing of the of this, uh, now of all of it is of course that this war, but also the support of the West to to this neo-Nazi country of the Ukraine. It's all happening while the generation that fought World War Two, most of them probably five ninety-five percent or higher, are almost are are dead. So there's there's no one that will speak for yeah for the survivors of World War Two, and the ones that fought against Nazi Germany, and and the Western governments one by one supporting this neo-Nazi country with those with those idiots uh, of Zelensky and, and all the other criminals. It still makes me so it makes me angry, uh, especially the ignorance of people. Because they don't seem to realize that we are now supporting neo-Nazis. Have we ever... I get a feeling a lot of people have learned nothing, pardon my friends, from World War II and what happened 
when we fought against fascism in the form of neo-Nazi Germany. It is, it is, it is people have such a short memory. It really is, and that angers me the most, this idiocy of people, let alone all those people that are putting their uh, Ukrainian flag on their bio, on 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 uh, their social media, and all that, that BS. Not to mention, if you wear the color yellow, as one of my alters had noticed at one point, it was an old lady and coming to uh, Lauren. Lauren was out. And she asked uh, Lauren, because she was in yellow, are you supporting the Ukraine? And she wanted to explode, but because it was an elderly lady, she kept her mouth shut. I am not sure if I was out in the body as Roberts, if I would have kept my cool with that. But Lauren did, and she handled it with tact because it was a lady in her 80s, I think. But the ignorance of people is is so, yeah, it boggles the mind, to be honest. Especially the billions and billions that we spent on the Ukraine, on the regime in the Ukraine. While our own countries are crippling down uh, in, in, in with, uh, with the healthcare with school, with the schools, with the, the roads that need to be repaired, and all the other things. While our government is just throwing it through the toilets with the Ukraine, it it really is it boggles the mind if you ask me. But that is me. You're there, John. Uh- <laughs> I was trying to stay out of your way and let you talk about a couple of things. Okay. Interrupting but, uh, no, but Go ahead. I mean, the, the ignorance of people. Uh, but all of this, the timing, of course, is all because most of the generation that fought World War II, uh, how many in percentage are still around? Maybe a few percent. Most of them are dead. So, yeah, they don't have to fear those generations that fought against Nazi Germany, while now our nations are supporting neo-Nazis. People have to take a look. If they put in on Google or on YouTube, neo-Nazi training camps 2014 Ukraine. And probably you can still find the articles on on YouTube. Vice News and all the other stations, they did reporting with 20, 30 minutes of uh, documentary or news items. And and Ukraine was used after they had ousted, of course, the pro-Russian president or president when they put in the... uh, the idiot that was supported by MI6 and CIA. And suddenly, of course, the neo-Nazis came openly again with all their training camps. And they had even, in one of the interviews, they had a couple of neo-Nazis. I think one of them was from Sweden, but he was in Ukraine because in Sweden he was... uh, The the police wanted him because he had killed a few people and all. And they had a few other neo-Nazis like that. And it's it's such an insanity that people don't realize. People talk around about 
Oh, yeah, the Muslim terrorists. Now, the neo-Nazi terrorists are just as, as dangerous, and the left-wing terrorists are, uh, let's see, what is the group of the, on the left? Antifa and, and the likes. They are just as dangerous. And this, this is such an insanity, and but it's more of an insanity how our governments spend all those tens of billions of dollars and pounds while the people in their own countries can use the money. Now, yeah, not to mention, now uh, with the, head, the report of, that was leaked by this uh, fall guy of this 20-year-old Air Force uh, soldier, he is the fall guy, by the way, because you cannot tell me that he, no, he was given this report. Uh, have we talked about that? That our countries now committing uh, crime by international standards by having soldiers fighting against Russia, because so well, the Congress and the House of Parliament has never approved an act of uh, war against Russia. So this is another thing. If Russia really wants, they could bring them for the uh, International Court in The Hague. Of course, the U.S. has never uh, said that they uh, recognize the court in The Hague. No wonder, of course, because of the war crimes that also America did in Afghanistan and Iraq. But, uh, yeah, as I said, we are lucky that, uh, that Putin had such a restraint because... I'm not sure if there was another leader in Russia in power right now. I'm not sure if that leader would have the same restraint as Putin has shown so far. And I will tell you, if I was Putin and I was in his shoes, I am not sure if I would have been that patient with the West, what they did to Russia. But that is my five cents on, on all of this. And... Uh, no matter what the media try to tell us that Russia is losing and Ukraine Ukraine is winning, you must be a brainless chicken with no head to believe that. But unfortunately, because a lot of uh, people, uh, unfortunately, that believe the media, uh, the mainstream media, that is, or what I call the lamestream media. But it's, yeah, it's, the world that we live in, oh yeah, people only have to open up the Bible, the book of Revelation, and you see literally things being played out as it has been written there. So, yeah, that's the only thing that still uh, is missing, as you said earlier, is an alien invasion, and then we are there. But, um, yeah, if we see no, I, a nuclear... I agree. Yes. And if you see a nuclear uh, escalation, or at least an alleged escalation, most likely it will not come from Russia if there's a nuclear explosion, but it comes from the U.S. itself as a false flag operation. Because uh, if Russia really wanted to use nuclear weapons, they already could have used it. And they have shown the restraint that they have. 
So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the times that we live in is it's really insane. And now, yeah, have you, by the way, seen the interview of uh, Elon Musk with, uh, was it Tucker Carlson? If you're talking about the interception of the direct messages and the encryption, the answer is yes. I actually have that audio queued up right now. Yeah. Mm, Got it. All right. What a great interview, by the way. And uh, yeah, Yeah. it's, and done with the AI and and everything else. And it's, uh, thank God there are still a few people that are speaking out. So yeah, thank God for that. Yeah. You know what the analogy is, bro? Have you ever gone to a professional football game, a United States style professional football, or or even how about how about a uh, European football game? Have you ever gone to one? Yeah, a long time ago. Have, long time ago. Okay, imagine yeah, you're at. Seen... No, hold on a second. Hold on. Let me make my point. Imagine going to like a World Cup event or something like that, a major European football game. If you were to use that football game as a type of an analogy of what is happening with Elon Musk commenting to Tucker Carlson, (coughs) Joe Rogan making his little comments, the analogy would be that everyone has left the football stadium and there's one row of people babbling amongst themselves in a state of utter confusion about how messed up everything is. But all 85,000 other people have left the stadium. So while you know about Joe Rogan, while you and I and many of the listeners know about Musk and Tucker and all these people ratting this out, that out, all these experts out there telling people that we're about to nosedive into another Great Depression, which we are, absolutely confused and befuddled, cannot, (coughs) can't put anything together. They're just like, how could this happen? How could this country do the things that it's doing? It's game over. The stadium is empty. There's a couple of rows of awake people with podcasts and maybe even a couple of news shows like Tucker Carlson or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's game over. Nobody can save it. The vertical stabilizer is broken off the plane. It is heading directly into the ocean. It is on fire. You can't reverse the damage. And so, you know, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, 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 I find it very fascinating as you're bringing up all these personalities' names because you're right. But the end game, pun intended, has already been met. It's over. Yeah, There is nothing anyone can do to reverse all of the stuff that has happened. And I can't get into this conversation with my sisters. I can't. I can't talk to Marilyn. Oh I can't talk God. to Paula. I, there's only one member of my family 
Let me see. It's I've got Lori and Aaron, which don't talk to me anyway because they're too busy being wealthy and rich and spending gazillions of dollars on nothing that means anything. Um, let's see. So there's them. We've got Dawn and Len. They kind of sort of get stuff, but they're too busy watching Gilligan's Island and eating potato chips. Um, <laughs> God bless them. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I think I'm joking, but I'm not. Um, let me think. Really, the only one, and then I've got Marianne Joe. Joe's the ex-pilot from Southwest. Jim Abraham, who's the lawyer, I don't have him anymore because Mary Lynn died because she was put on a respirator over COVID because they murdered her. Um, so oh, now my I don't God. So that's gone. So really, the only one in my entire family, I can't talk to my sisters. I can't talk to their husbands. My my sister Paula is, is gets a lot of this stuff. Not I don't know, maybe sixty five percent of it, which is impressive, really. But her husband is like the world's greatest debunker. So if there's like a family get together, and everybody's sitting around eating like you know chicken lo mein at some Chinese restaurant or whatever, if I start a conversation or my sister starts it or somebody says, something, did you know that blankety blank and blankety blank and the CBDCs and the Fed now and all this, <laughs> my brother-in-law, well, Craig will start to, he laughs, he's like the debunker of the family, he's the official debunker, he's got his master's degree, he's a pretty, he, he's a, from a worldly standpoint, he's an intelligent guy. From a conspiracy reality standpoint, he's the dumbest box in the rock, or the bo- dumbest rock in the box. I mean, he will just, no matter what you say, if it scares him and freaks him out and upsets his worldview, he he goes, ha, 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 ha. And when he's laughing, his entire shoulders bounce up and down with his laughter. Ha, 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 and then what I do is I'll stand up and look at the entire rest of the family, all 20 of the rest of them, and I'll go like, oh, that's Craig. Craig's the, the family debunker. Okay, so obviously everything that we're talking about is false because Craig says so. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, you know, after a while, you just throw your hands up in the air and you're like, you know, where's the Kung Pao chicken? <laughs> right? Yes. I I am glad I'm, I was raised as an only child. I only found out in my last conversation with my mother that she gave birth to my uh, half-sister. You met her, by the way, but that's all I have to say about it. And on, she has been on your one of your things. And uh, so, and she said that she told me that when she gave birth in a military hospital, it was taken away by the doctors. Uh, the doctors told her it was born dead, so she wasn't even allowed to uh, to see the fetus. But God brings miracles, and uh, God brought us uh, together. We haven't met physically yet, because we are separated by a big uh, pond. But nonetheless, so yeah, my half-sister is then alive. Uh, but the rest of my family... Uh, I've not seen them for 20 plus years and I don't want to, to be honest. I was the black sheep anyway, so uh, unfortunately, right. I also you and I got a lot in common, buddy. We got a lot in common. I also got, I'm looking I also at the cost my, of flying up there. I don't want to go up there anymore. I just don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do miss my sisters and I would like to hang out with them, but you know, yeah. 
the cost of the flight, the cost of the rental car, the cost of the fuel, basically all I end up doing is spending about $1,500 so that I can go up and like, I don't know, staple my lips together. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I sit in the corner and I'm I'm mesmerized at the infinite ignorance that is flying across the room to the most clueless people. And I love them. I love them. And the only way I can vent yeah. even a little bit, I can go to my brother, my, my brother. I call him my brother-in-law. He's really my nephew-in-law, the ex-pilot for Southwest. He has a bit of a clue. So I can go. I can go okay. over to his house, and we can share a glass of scotch and go. Oh man, this is a dorked up planet, and it's like you know I can finally have somebody to vent to, you know. Yes. But you know, you're up there for four days, and you're and the only venting you get is like ninety minutes, you know, <laughs> with one person I, for I, ninety I know, minutes. And- now, yeah, yeah, most of my family are all part of the cult, so because I was born in a generational family, and that goes back to the 1600s in my family. So, but nonetheless, I, I see what you mean, and uh, yeah, that it's not worth the trouble. If uh, so, yeah, I don't blame you to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of money to spend to punish yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, uh, it really is. And I, 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 the one thing that I will miss if I elect, which looks very strongly like I am going to elect not to go. I don't know. I, here's the thing: my sisters are getting really old, so they're you know my sister Paula is into her 80s already, and Marilyn is almost if she isn't. I mean, she's like on the edge. And I and that's the thing that I'm worried about the most is I don't want to get that phone call I got with my mom, you know, that she had passed away that 11, that 1 o'clock in the morning, bring, and you're like on. See, and the other yeah. thing, too, is I use a silencer at night, so I won't get that call in the middle of the night. I don't even find out until the next day. So it's kind of like I feel obligated. I, I don't want to call it obligated. I want to be there to give my sisters a hug, to listen to them expound on their pearls of ignorance, and just kind of, you know, be okay with it. But I have to condition myself mentally to – I got to, like, lobotomize myself chemically or something. I don't know what I got to do, but I got to do something to, to turn my brain off. You know what I mean? I have yes, to. I got how? to. Yes. Don't well, the only thing I can think of is a... No, now, now, don't even go there. You try to take away my uh, Bordeaux from me at Christmas time, and you are on my dog log. You're at the top of the list, because that's the only thing that keeps my sanity. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so, I, I, so, I mean, you need something that can, yeah, that can put your brain under when you're there. Otherwise, you would explode with what you know and everything. So I was only thinking what makes you, uh, yeah, that doesn't lull your mind so that you doesn't react. And what yeah, the, the cleverest and, thing I did, yeah. the, cleverest, the yeah. cleverest thing I did at last Christmas was I sat I sat in the room. I don't know, there had to be 30 people. 
Is there because you know friends bring friends, and then friends bring other friends, yeah. and then you know, and there's friends from the church, and next thing you know, you got all these people you don't know, and they're really they're cool, they're nice, you know, as long as you don't bring up you know aliens or demons or anything like that stuff, because you know, yeah, you, you just be quiet. Yeah, in, in the closet. In the closet. You know what I'm talking about, and so like, yeah. I I do recall the the most fun I had was um, I was about halfway done with my bottle. Now you gotta understand this this party goes on for hours, and I'm about halfway done with my um, my bottle of Bordeaux, my dry red wine. So I was feeling pretty good, and I I yelled across the room to everybody. I said, "Hey everyone." Uh, I'm sitting here by the trash can on purpose because the Bible says the last will be first and the first will be last. So bring me all your trash and I'll throw it away for you. And everybody busted out laughing because <laughs> I was going, I'm going to be last no matter what. <laughs> but, you know, just oh had to be there. Yeah. Alcohol, but I found out it myself as Robert, alcohol doesn't work on me. Any drugs has never worked on me because my program has tried it, and it got me only more punished by electroshock and all the other things because their drugs didn't work on me. What what did work on other victims when they drug you with all their kind and when they do their things? So any drugs and alcohol doesn't have an effect on me. But I have noticed with Taylor, who is one of my alters. And Lauren, they if they if Taylor drinks a bottle of wine at the end of the evening, the room starts to spin. And with Lauren, I think it is about two glasses of wine, and the room starts to spin. But I can drink vodka, whiskey, brandy, uh, wine, and all the other things. All I can drink it the whole evening mixed, and it doesn't have an effect on me as Robert as the core. But it does affect my other well, it, it does have an effect on me. Um, you you can find me easier because all you have to do is listen for the snoring sound. <laughs> and you were like, oh, okay. there he is, over in the corner. Now, I, I noticed when I, moved, when I moved here to Wales from uh, Somerset in England, and I moved to Wales, someone took me to a barbecue, uh, and I had not eaten on the day, and at that time, I only weighed it in weight, seven stone, but it's about 98 pounds. I have weighed my whole life only 98 pounds till 2013 when my internal programming started to crumble. And after that, when Taylor came out and the others, my weight started to go up, but it is now what is now to a more acceptable, normal weight and ratio and all that. But my weight up till 2013 was only about 98 pounds. And in 2011, when I moved to Wales, the guy took me to a barbecue with his girlfriend. And I and I and we ended 6 o'clock uh, on the barbecue in the evening. I had not eaten for the whole day, so on an empty stomach. And the guy of the barbecue gave me uh, first three bottles of wine, white and uh, mixed with red. Etc. Then he gave me those big uh, glasses of seven uh, vodka, seven whiskey, and seven brandy. And, and remember, I normally don't drink at all. And then he also gave me uh, cans of certain type of beer. He gave me five cans with a red label, five with black label, and five with 
blue label, so 15 cans, and that was between 6 o'clock in the evening and 2 o'clock in the morning. And the guy that took me there saw I was still sober, and the next day I didn't have a hangover. What I drank away normally of someone, let's say, of 240-plus pounds, should have had alcohol poisoning when that person is not used to drink. But it didn't have an effect on me at all. As I said, with my alters, Taylor and Lauren, when they bought a bottle of wine and with Lauren in a restaurant with two glasses of wine, it had an effect on them. But on me as the core Robert, it doesn't have an effect whatsoever. I don't know why and how. Uh, maybe I was also programmed maybe that I could be used as a spy to uh, send to Russia or whatever, and I drink a Russian under the table, but God not, God only knows. And then someone says, I wish I could do it. I don't think people want to do, won't be able to do this. Because if you go out and you go, let's say, to a bar, and you will do this, uh, you need a very big wallet, if you know what I mean, if you want to do that. So it's but it is insane how as as the core I I'm able to drink whatever I want without getting drunk and my alters when they drink a number of glasses of wine they already get drunk and and the uh, and the room is swirling around but uh, yeah that's now God bless you uh, what you had to go through then on on those evenings uh, with all those people. I'm not sure if I was able to to hold myself in, to be honest, if I would be in a room like that, with people like that. Uh, Unfortunately, every family has them. You have in some families people that are aware and awake, and you have also people that are completely asleep. And in the end, God created this free will universe. So, yeah, for God, anyone has to wake up in his own time or if they choose to wake up. But yeah, I certainly hope for your sisters that they still will see the light before they go, that they will come to Jesus Christ. But I guess only time will tell. Oh, no, no, no. They're both great Christians. It isn't that. They're just part of... um, This is not something that you can relate to. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. I can't relate to going to the... England. I don't know what it's like. I don't care to know what it's like. And even if I was there, I wouldn't go. All right. But you can't all, neither can you relate to what it's like to be part of American churchianity. And they are a part of American churchianity. Okay. And oh if you go God. into the American yeah. church, it's, everything is once saved, always saved, pay $5,000 a piece and help us all go to Israel and have a good old time. Uh, Donald Trump is going to come back and save the day. Uh, these, it's just how it is, man. They're oh punch, nabbed, drunk on Donald Trump, and they can't help it, and that's just the way it is. And so you don't, you don't get into a debate with them. You know, just let them go. Let them think what they're going to think. They, when, so when Donald Trump disappears, they will wake up. Even that uh, Trump was responsible for what was it, Operation Warp Speed, and we have to deal now well, with now, more deaths of the COVID vaccine. Uh, uh, okay, now, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be fair. Let's try. Let's try as hard as we can to be fair. I see this all the time, by the way, out on social media. 
Ron DeSantis is evil because he said this. Donald Trump is evil because he did that. The problem is what we're doing is we're assuming that he's in on it. No one has no other president in the history of the world, in the history of the whole 8 billion people world, anywhere, has had to make any decisions ever on on whether or not or what. Hold on a second. Let me finish. I'll press the off button. You won't be able to talk at all. All right. No one has ever had to make those decisions before. And he was surrounded by a bunch of reptilians that were telling him what to do. A completely infiltrated cabinet of entities from the bowels of hell that swim in cesspools of, of I'm not even going to get in, but, you know, skull and bones, creepy stuff. OK, and they're yeah. telling him what to do. And he is t- following their recommendations. OK. What would yeah. you do? And if you come out and you tell me you wouldn't have done this and you wouldn't have done that, then you're a dirty fibber and you are in trouble with Jesus and I'm going to tell on you. Okay? Because not you wouldn't have known, I wouldn't have known, nobody would have known, nobody knows. Period. End of story. Done. Close the door on the subject. Does everybody in the blue in the blue levels of the of the Masons know about uh, you know Albert Pike? No, they don't. Do they all know that he worshipped Lucifer? No, they don't. Do they know what goes on in, in the sacrificial ceremonies to the little children? No, they don't. Do they know that the people that are at the thirty third level drink blood all the time? No, they don't. They don't know that they're they don't understand these things. They go there so that they can knock on the door, say Maha Bone, and eat chicken wings and watch porn movies to get away from their wives and that and wear little fezzes and go beep 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 in the parade. And that's the only reason they joined the Masonic Lodge in the first place. They have no idea what they're doing. And that's the same problem. We try to classify, oh, this person's good, this person's bad. This person's good, this person's bad. This person's good, this person's bad. Two piles of people, good people, bad people, good people, bad people. It is. It, if God treated us like that, we would all be going to hell. Yes. Just no, everybody but I, just go to your is, local five and dime and buy yourself a fire suit because we're all going to hell. And that ain't the way it works. It's not how it works. No. I no, have thought this over two weeks to Sunday, and he did not know what he was doing. He was taking recommendations from reptilians yeah. that wanted to destroy him, wanted to destroy any chance. And you know what his biggest problem is? Is pride. You know, Alex Jones has it right in regard to Trump. If Trump would come out and publicly tell the people that I was misled by evil and I should never have done this and I should never have done that, that that the landslide victory that he's already going to get will be five times larger. Yes. But that ain't never going to happen because Trump is pride, pride incarnate. He is one of the most prideful people that has ever been born since Adam and Eve. And he will never, ever admit to ever making a mistake. That's why he said on a Christian talk show, I don't have anything to repent about. He believes that. That is true, yeah. So it's messed up. 
Sadly enough, if we all hold hands and go to a Masonic Lodge on a Saturday night, you're going to see a bunch of guys wearing fezes that are all 100 pounds overweight, eating chicken wings and watching porn movies and, and high-fiving each other about who their grand poobah is or whatever, who's your potentate. But at the end of the day, they don't know anything about the chambers down below and the chambers up above and all the creepy, weird, dark, satanic ritual sacrifice stuff that goes inside that building. They don't know it. They don't get it. And that's and the whole world thrives on that. Every all yeah. look, the World Economic Forum, Davos, the Rhodes Roundtable, all you know, the Committee of Three Hundred, all of these groups, the Tavistock Institute, uh all of them, they are they are counting on ignorance. Yes. Even do you in their think, own by the way, right. Do you think that Trump can be reelected? I know as a fact that he will be. They're going to take him out. Well, so one of two. Here's the thing. <clears throat> At the end of the day, whether he does, whether Trump gets reelected or okay. So you asked me a point blank question, and I believe we're going to be stuck here till 2024. I believe that God's going to make us suffer that long. Why do I believe that? I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm not happy about it. I'm extremely sad, and I don't want to burst into tears. I don't want to get really PO'd and angry because it's going to hang with me all through tomorrow and ruin the rest of my week, and I've got to deal with a lot okay. of bad stuff, so all I don't right. want to think about it. But I will say no. this. Our Heavenly Father wants to save souls. Yes. Our Heavenly Father wants to save souls. And so the best way for him to scoop up a bunch of more souls is to allow Donald Trump to get elected in 2025. It will, it will be November of 2024, but yes. to allow that to happen. Now, why is that? Because when they remove him, JFK and Lincoln style, when they take him out, all of American churchianity will go into a state of mental shock. Not only cannot, the church going. No, it's, it, I don't care about the rest of them. I'm talking about us. Yeah. If I get myself lost into analyzing every Tom, Dick, Harry, Sally, proud boy out there saying <laughs> this, that, or the other thing, you know what? I'm never going to oh get anything God. done. Okay, I'm focusing on one thing, barley harvest. Let's yeah. get off this alien demon-infested rock, and let's get out of here as fast as we can because the doors are yeah. closing on our big, fat heads if we don't get it together. That's the problem. We have got to get it together, and we've got to serve the Lord. We've got to do the things that we're supposed to do, that we're commissioned to do, and we've got to do it as soon as possible because when our Amen. time comes to leave, we better be ready because what's coming after yeah. – I don't want to be here for it. Do you? You want to be no. here for CBDCs? You want to have to stand in the line no. while you got these creepy weirdos wearing brown hooded Grim Reaper things trying to cut your head off? I don't want to be here for that. Do you? No, not really. So if I <laughs> not really? That, I you got to think about it. You need a little bit of Jim Beam to, to consider it. <laughs> I'm kidding, no. but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, unless I want out of here. Unless. 
unless God wants to keep to keep me here as one of the uh, the last uh, guards in order, maybe God, uh, only God knows uh, for whatever reason. But if I had my way, I would be out of here as well then. But yeah, I think that you are right that we are going to be longer than we all had hoped for because God wants to save as much as as much people he can. Yeah. Otherwise we would yeah. otherwise we would have had the uh, have been gone already. To go. Yes. Yeah, it would have been May what was it? It would have been uh May of twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, what's like his name? Or, uh, yes. Right? He'd so, have been yeah, right. He, He'd be all gone. Howard he Howard uh, Campaign or something like that. Yeah. Yes. But look at we're still here. Can you believe it? If if I had a dime for every prophecy that was wrong about us still being here right now, I'd be like hang I would be doing the radio show with a huge satellite connection from my forty five foot wooden yacht off of Saint Martin. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, look where yes. I am. I'm limping around as a 61-year-old guy going, I've got no retirement. I've got nothing to lean upon. I've got a family that's punch drunk on Trump and thinks that he's anointed by God. I don't have – you know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting here going, what am I going to (laughs) do? What am I going to do? You know, and I used to think, well, I'll get an SUV. I'll turn myself into Charlie Frost. But now with the gas prices going through the roof and – the pandemic destroying all the businesses. What happens when the, the SUV? What happens when the uh, RV needs to be fixed? What happens yeah. when major repairs need to be done? And now I got to get in a line and wait six months and live out of this thing, parked in a parking lot without the electronics working, suffering in a hundred and seventy degree heat. You know, you got to face the back yeah. sooner or later. It's not all rosy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, I I'm in a place right now in my walk. I don't know about you, Robert. But I'm in a place right now in my walk where I am in total trust of God. I have to. He put me there on purpose. God yeah. himself made me, John. He, put, he say, picked me he up by the short hairs of the neck. He flopped me down. He's, I know. He's probably going to make me eat bugs, I guess. But anyway, he put me down. <laughs> You know, hey, I called myself Johnny Baptist, and he ate locusts with honey. So I guess I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like Klaus's best friend or something. You know, I will eat the bugs as long as I get my honey. <laughs> Forget that. Sorry, I, I'm not I, gonna I, eat uh, bugs for uh, Klaus for this reptile Klaus swap, as I have seen uh, in shapeshift. So no way. Uh, Let him eat uh, those bugs. I um, yeah, I have to control myself because when I think of those entities, I don't think good things. You know what I mean? No. I don't. Think, so I try as hard as I can not to think about them. I can't even see Bill Gates. I can't. If he shows up on my computer screen, if he shows up in a video, if he even shows up in a picture, a still picture, there yeah. isn't an there is enough. Kopectate on the entire earth to keep me from letting loose of internal functions. That guy makes me so filthy sick inside. I can't stand it. And and Fauci's included the whole group of them. Man, it's awful. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear. 
I don't want to look at them. I don't want to read an article about them. I don't want to hear another news report about them. You know, and guess what? It's, you know, vengeance is God, saith the Lord. Yes. Nowhere in the Bible does it God say I have to study or listen to satanic, fallen, angelic creatures from the bowels of the bottom of the lake of fire. I'm not going to do it, and I'm, I'm, I've given them to God. God owns it. It's God's problem. My job is to try to keep my head together while we're waiting for the rescue mission to arrive. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's all I'm focused on, the rescue mission. I don't care what's going to happen in Revelation 13. I don't care what's going to happen in, in this. You know, I'll talk about it. You know, if somebody asked me to. But at the end of the day, I'm focused. I'm very single-minded. I want to go home. Don't you? Yes. Doesn't everybody? Yes. Uh, you know, the Bible says, you know, woe unto those who, 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 who have, you know, false bravado on the day of the Lord. I, I'm looking for the scripture here. I got it written down. Oh, yeah. Woe unto you who long for the day of the Lord. Amos 5, verse 18a. Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. Well, everybody out there, sorry to say this, but it's a fact. Everyone out there that's longing for the day that they can, um, that the missiles are going to come down and they're going to go up, is essentially longing for the day of the Lord. It's exactly what they're doing. They just don't realize it. Because the day of the Lord is when the wheat harvest occurs. The day in the Lord, day of the Lord is when the alien invasions occur. The day of the Lord is when all that stuff happens, the great earthquake, the, the meteor, the double mega tsunami, <clears throat> you know, all that stuff. The, you know, the, you know the, yeah. the nukes going off, Revelation 18, the destruction of Babylon, the great, that all happens during the day of the Lord. I don't want to be here for that. No. And no way. Yeah, and no we, way. And, and the things, and the things that we now seeing, yeah, that uh, it's it's still amazing how a lot of people are so blind in all the, the whole transgender issue. For one, in particularly in the U.S., because here in the U.K. at least, the government has said to the Tavistock Institute that they won't allow for now or to the clinic, Tavistock Clinic, not to do any operations on children in order to turn them from boys into girls and from from girls into boys. So the Tavistock is not allowed to do that for now here in the UK, but in the US it is still going uh, full uh, steam ahead. And we're destroying like this two generations, if not even more. And that most people are just going to go along with it. That is for me, especially parents. Although a lot of par- uh, of course, a lot of kids are also doing it behind behind the back of, of their parents, because their parents, of course, go go against it. Then they are transphobic and God knows whatever other terms they're using. But it is so it is so incredible that people doesn't realize and see that this is the work from the devil, Satan. It, it, it's really amazing with those liberals. And so, so, of course, not all the liberals go along with it, or even, or even members of the Democratic Party, but with the majority of them, it's really insane how they just allow it to happen. 
Well, you know, Robert, being stuck here in the United States of Babylon the Great, I've got six words for you. God bless the USA. (laughs) Oh, my God. Talk about Isaiah 29. They turn everything upside down, right? I mean, come on, man. You know, again, if they beamed Donald Trump in the middle of the Oval Office, took all the bad people away, and he worked as hard as he could. The first four, the last four years that he had left would be spent reversing all. He would be eliminating all of the executive orders that were signed since. I mean, it's just it's it's one row of people in an eighty thousand seat stadium babbling about what coulda, shoulda, might have been. Yes, that's that's essentially what's happening right now. One row of people, eight stadium. Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson. We'll even throw Ingram in there. We'll we'll pretend like Kennedy isn't part of the CIA, so we'll toss him a biscuit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but anyway, oh my God! But, but I'm not, I, it, I am even surprised since COVID. There is one uh, one liberal that also came around. Uh, Dr. Naomi uh, Wolf. She wrote now two books oh, about yeah. the whole COVID, oh, yeah. uh, about the COVID and things. And she even turned yeah. around from being liberal now more to uh, to the right. Yeah, she went on so, Twitter. So I I tip my hat to her. She went on Twitter and she said, "I owe everybody." She was really vociferous about it. She was like, "I owe everybody." Everybody who's ever listened to me, I owe you a huge apology. Now, lucky for me, I never paid a a lick of attention to anything the woman has ever said. (laughs) So to me, it was kind of like, well, you know, all I can say is I developed respect for her for apologizing for whatever it was she was apologizing for. But I was never a Dr. Naomi follower. I never listened to a word she said. Matter of fact, what I what I did was I spent I know I was kind of mock, you know, kind of copying my brother-in-law, Craig. (laughs) God bless him. But anyway, um, I was debunking it. You know, people were saying, for example, they were saying when the pandemic was going on, they were saying things like they're going to press some sort of an evil button. And six months later, six million people are going to drop over dead and stuff, all kinds of stuff like that. And I was like, no, it's not how it's going to happen. Matter of fact, um, I believe it was the wor- the first week or maybe it was the third or fourth week that the quote so-called pandemic was starting to outbreak in the United States, inside the United States borders. I was working at a very large financial institution doing some consulting work, and that was when the the cruise liner pulled up into San Diego. I don't know how many people remember that, but I remembered very clearly most Americans do not remember that at all. But the first manifestation on a United States land of COVID, or whatever you want to call it, was a um, 
like a Carnival Cruise Line or a Princess Cruise Lines pulling yes, into San Diego. Yes, I remember Diego. that from the news. They grabbed uh, something like 12 or 16 people, quarantined them. There was a lot of to-do and a lot of people complaining about the way that it was handled. Turns out, believe it or not, there I was sitting on my bed in the hotel right down the road from my client site. And I'm literally monitoring the blow-by-blow from the news on how they're moving these infected people to a facility that is less than two miles from the hotel that I was located in. Okay? So, you know, people have said the most incredibly inept, ridiculous, exaggerated, insane things while all this was going on. All I can say is I was a very early adopter of of uh, Dr. Mikovits. Okay, I, I was a very, very early adopter of the pandemic documentary. Yeah. And I knew, I knew that I knew, I knew as much as I know Jesus is Lord, I knew that Dr. Mikovits was telling the truth when she said that that virus came from Fort Detrick in the United States of America. When she said that in the very first pandemic series documentary, I, as much as I know Jesus is my Lord, I knew that she was telling the truth, for sure. So the whole time I'm watching this movie unfold worldwide with endless ineptitude, I mean infinite ineptitude. I mean, to this day, when Donald Trump, and I'm not a Trump fan, I go on record as saying I am not a Trump fan at all. And um, But I'm going to defend his ignorance. So when, you know, but the thing is, when he comes on and he says, the China virus, the China virus, the China, I'm like, I just want to smack him around and say, would you please wake up and figure out that it came from the Pentagon, you moron? But I can't do that. I have to be like a good, kind, humble, sweet Christian. I really want to just, you know, I don't know, yeah. freak out, try to, you know, get somebody to wake up or something, you know? And, and, and it isn't and like I top secret information. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. I think Rand Paul, doggone, knows that it came from the Pentagon. I think there are way too many. I'm, I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan knows it. I'm pretty sure that the people sitting on that bench in the 85,000-seat 85, seat stadium, all of us know it. Stu Peters, he knows it. All these guys that are talking about these things uh, out there, uh, you know, that are blowing the whistle on, um, oh, goodness gracious, um, oh, starts with an R. It's it's a it's a it's a alternative to uh, YouTube. Starts with an R. What is it? Rumble. Come on, man. Rumble. Rumble. All these people that are out there doing shows on Rumble right now, they all know. They all know it's doggone from the Pentagon. They know it. Russia knows it. Yes. And yeah, China has Zelensky always said. He probably knows China. it too when he's not wearing leotards and trying to do kissy face with Klaus Schwab. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just a... Uh, 
I don't want to see that image before me. So. I know. I, yeah, no, I but, know which one I'm talking about, right? The one where he's got the pumps on and stuff. I'm like, okay, okay, listen. You know what? You can't unsee no, certain but, things. You can't unsee that. I need yeah. to unsee it right now. And and you know what? There's nothing no, you can reach China for. There- has, China has always said that it came from the U.S. And also well, they were- China... China holds in uh, October 2019 the military games. That took us like the Olympic Games, but you have also the military games, and the U.S. Yeah. also were there. And China said that right. the U.S. brought it with the military over to there. And it was also in, when they left uh, all the military, military forces from all around the world, when they left, they all also got ill. A lot of the military, but of course it was never mentioned in the media. But I think Russia, or not Russia, China, could be she right knows. when they said that the U.S. that the U.S. brought it with to the military games, and that it could be dispersed no. that way. No, the United. I'm going to leave. I'm gonna, the show is closing on this statement right here because I'm going to bed. All right, okay. and I thank you very much. Ron for joining us tonight very very much thank you for joining us but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and then i'll get you i'll get you to pray as soon as i say this one thing it is just this simple and it's been going on for well over a hundred years the united states does very things extremely satanic they harvest adrenal chrome from little babies. They yes, slaughter them. I have seen that. I'm here that. to tell you, uh, amen, that you did. I know already that without even asking, I already know that you did. Now, once you understand what you're dealing with and the seething evil that is behind it, then you understand concepts like extraordinary rendition. You can read the John Warner Defensive Authorizations Act of 2007 and you understand it. You realize that the NDAA from uh, from 2012 completely eliminates all habeas corpus and allows essentially the United States military appointees to take away your children, to take away your family, to break down the front door of your house. The United yeah. States does extremely bad things like MK Ultra, like um, biolabs for slaughtering entire races of people, killing babies. I'm talking about with bombs. All this, but what they do is as soon as they get caught doing something inside the United States territories. As soon as they get busted doing MK Ultra in the United States, some filthy beast, murdering, evil, satanic blank comes forward and tells the American people, "We admit we did MK Ultra, but we will not do it anymore." 
Was Clinton lying when he said that? The answer is no. He was not lying when he said that. He said, we will not do it anymore. He was telling the truth. They took the MKUltra program and they moved it to another country. So when he said, we, the Americans, will not do this anymore, he was telling the truth. The problem is you have to be able to read between the lines with these entities of Satan. You've got to understand the dribbling blood that is coming out of their orifices when they're talking. When you get down what you're dealing with here, then you understand how they operate. They moved all of these operations over to the Ukraine. They moved all of these operations over. There's a documentary out there if you can find it. I just recently watched it, and it was, uh, it was all about the biolabs, the American biolabs. They are worldwide, my friends. Fellow brothers and sisters, the biolabs are worldwide. And the evil that's being done is unspeakable. It's absolutely horrific. And it's happening all over the world. Very horrible. Yeah. So will you go ahead and close with the person so and get to bed? Because otherwise I'm going to yeah. lose my job, and I, I can't do that. I just got to try not to do that. All right. Okay. I will close after this. I go to bed myself because I'm quite yeah. tired. But Or the body feels know, tired. Right? Let's put it that way. Because Lauren has been most of the week out in the body, and I had my counseling tonight. So that is in part why I'm also out. But... Uh, yes, okay. Lord Jesus Christ, I come before you and I ask you to give uh, John all the energy that he's going to need for the days to come and uh, weeks to come. I ask you for his protection and that of Nancy, his uh, assistant in this ministry of his. I also ask you to give and protect all the listeners, keep their eyes open, their mouth open and their ears for what is going on. Fill their hearts with your glory, Lord Jesus Christ. Keep them uh, on your part and also keep them that they will hear what's going on and that they can see what is going on, even when the veil is pulled over our faces by the enemy, Lord Jesus Christ. I also ask you to open up the hearts of the ones that are not on your side and if they are maybe, even if a sliver of hope can be put in their heart that they may be turned to you, that would be a victory, Lord Jesus Christ, not only to world leaders, but to anyone out there, put something in their heart, and even if it is only a tiny, tiny sliver, that still can grow to something bigger, and that can make your kingdom bigger as well, Lord Jesus Christ, because we need to get as more people to your side as ever before, but everything in, in, in the glory of your kingdom, Lord Jesus Christ. So I ask you to keep everyone <clears throat> safe and sound, and yeah, what it says, and for the world that's going on, and for the animal kingdom that also suffer with what is happening with the ignorance, especially of our leaders. So I ask you to keep them safe and sound as well, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you in your holy and sacred name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Robert, for joining us tonight. Tonight is Wednesday, April the 19th. Uh, the next program is going to be looking at the calendar, squinty-eyed, Friday night prayer vigil, 7 p.m., Lord willing. And 
I think Robert and I could both use as many prayers as you're willing to lift up to the Lord on our behalf. Um, I won't get into the weeds with it, but uh, yeah, very challenging life. I know Robert has one too. God bless you all. See you Friday night, Lord Thanks. willing. Take care, everyone. children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.